Warning, the following program contains adult language, adult themes, and spoilers. Viewer discretion is advised. Good evening and welcome to this week's episode of this week's episode. It is the week of March 24th, 2022. This is episode 249, which is one episode short of 250. And I'm your host, Chris Randazzo. Joining me tonight is totally not Hugh Grant, Karen Randazzo. Arr! Leaper of Quantums, Angie Fernot. I'm a poet. And Fatal Eye Laser, Gavin, Evan Goldstein. <laughs> Devin Goldstein. <laughs> Gavin Eoldstein. <laughs> Tonight, some strange Doctor Who rumors circulate. The MCU loses its Secretary of State. Disney attempts yet another Muppets show and more. But first, how's everybody doing? Actually, no. But first, but first. So this Facebook ad popped up, right? I'm here in my basement. And this couch is slightly problematic. The, the sectional couch that's down here, mm-hmm. it just doesn't... It's, it, it's ugly. The problem is, it's very functional. Is it's it exactly the right shape. It is comfortable. So that doesn't This is matter. a comfortable couch. So I'm, you know, flopping through Facebook here, and then this thing for magic stretchable sofa covers shows up. Those things don't myself, work. You know, I know I, I'm I'm hearing you say that. <laughs> but I'm this hearing video. you say it out loud. But there's, but it's forty bucks. I mean, obviously, I would have to find the right size and everything. And but it worked for that the the the, the IKEA sofa we had on the other side of the room. That was made for that sofa that's a valid point all right all right i'm just, just i'm just not to saying. get all domestic here it it seems like an easier solution to my problem than trying to find a new sofa for the basement um and then having to work that sofa back into the comfortability level that the current sofa is in yeah i mean a new sofa that's not an option for the next like 50 years but the um like used sofas nearby i've been keeping my eyes peeled for some sectionals on like facebook marketplace and stuff Mm -hmm. and i've seen a ton of them but you know what sucks about every single one of them you gotta go pick them backwards they're not this shape all of them are just like yeah but that's on the other side son of a bitch (laughs) i wish i had known that this is this big of an issue for you because i know someone who was trying to get rid of one would it have fit down here i don't know do you have a time machine <laughs> um, she still has it, but she may have decided to keep it. But that's a podcast for another podcast. All right, so, tune in sofa next cast. week for Geek Aid's <laughs> sectional the sofa, sofa and bread cast. <laughs> all sofas and bread all the time. How are you guys doing? Uh, how's everybody? How's everybody working tonight? Cool. Good. 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 Yeah. I I survived an incredibly intense month at work and um, nice. still here uh, only to be met today after meeting the deadline with a meeting in which we were congratulated on our hard work and told like you guys are so great because you never miss a deadline and every time they keep putting more and more pressure on us and we keep performing and i'm like could you not like <laughs> accept what 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 you're because one of these one one of these ones is going to kill us (laughs) 
Like, actually. I mean, you saw me around here for the last several weeks. Was I a happy person? No, I was not. Um, so, yeah. I'm sorry. So, I'm alive, but... <laughs> But, but but I think my job's actively trying to kill me. Well, Isn't that the point of having a job? I yeah, don't understand. Attracts for all work. Like that's I think they get a bonus if they kill their employees. See, and I go back and forth on this because, like, on my on my grumpy days, I'm like, "Yep, this is what all jobs are like." And then some asshole comes around and is like, "No, you should look for a better job. You deserve more." And I'm like, "You know, can you just shut up?" Because that I don't asshole need this. named Chris, I just I don't understand. <laughs> It's an asshole named Chris. It's an asshole named my therapist. It's an asshole named my mother or my sister or whatever. People who care about me are like, you should you should do better for yourself. And I'm like, I don't know if that exists. Oh, oh, wait, 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 wait. Are you ready? Karen, no. you should get a better job. <laughs> okay, thanks. Yeah. I just wanted to jump on that bandwagon Oof. of people who care Done. about you. Congratulations. Welcome to the bandwagon. Why didn't I think of that? <laughs> you know. Just get another job. Yeah. You know. Just, uh, so I wonder simple. if I have one in my ass. Let's reach in there. <laughs> Here, wait. Yeah, let me uh, let me just make it real easy for you. Just go get a job. Just, just seriously. Do it. Just... If you're out there in podcast land and you have a job, it, you don't have to love it. But if you like it and you're treated like reasonably well there, I'm not talking like annoying coworkers. There's nothing you can do about that, really. But like, that's true. Like the company treats its employees well and like whatever mm -hmm. just just let me know that that exists it does i work for one sorry whoa but you just spent a whole bunch of time before the podcast saying how there was a thing at work and you weren't happy so oh, like, no that's freelance that's the oh, freelance that's, side that's of the it. nature oh. of freelance so i didn't know that she okay. as her own boss is being a horrible boss oh yeah i'm i'm a shitty employer <laughs> to myself Oh okay. God! I, I I give I work terrible hours with no overtime, very little benefits, and very little understanding of work life nope. boundaries. No, no benefits, honey. We have to pay. Yeah, for those like separately. that's one of the things that they were doing is like, well, we know you guys are going to have to work harder to um, meet these deadlines, so we'll give you overtime. I'm like, but what if I just do my job and get it done within the <laughs> without working extra hours? Yeah. Can I still have the money? <laughs> right. <laughs> Doesn't that mean I deserve the money more than if I needed extra hours to get it done? No, 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 no. You're I'm not just, paying attention. I'm just being crazy here, all right? <laughs> you are being a crazy person right now. I don't like this. You're going down a very dark path. Yeah. I like my job quite a bit. It just doesn't, you know, well, there it, are no benefits. Right. The trade-off is, you know, you know. Exactly. It doesn't really they, support They make the up family. for it by giving you a, a very comfortable, flexible work you know situation and they treat you very nicely and um whatever it's your like dream job yeah but it just doesn't it pay doesn't as well pay as we wish it did anyway this is why i don't talk about work on the podcast because you know it's not a good time I feel like it's important for people to know, like, it, I don't know. I love hearing about your lives. So, like, honestly, this is our time. I don't really give a shit what anybody else thinks. I want to know how you guys are doing. And if you don't like your job, I want you to be able to talk about that a little bit. We also want people to know and to fully understand that doing this podcast is not our job. Yeah. We do not get paid for this. this yes. Is, and yeah. so if we decide to take a week off because we are too burnt out by our actual lives. Sorry. Yeah. Got to do it's, what's we got to do. Yeah. 
Anywho. But we All love of those things. You guys, our listeners, and we love doing this and we love when chris plays audio in my ear while i'm talking and i forget what the hell i was saying that wasn't intentional i know it was a big there was the there was the doyles they the were joys of sharing a device <laughs> the doyles it, was, doing. it was pa doyles uh 70. yes i knew about that Good because point. i went drinking with the doyles for saint pat's but that's nice. neither here nor there <laughs> oh that is somewhere though it was somewhere it was fun that's we awesome. need to find Sean. He hasn't answered any of our texts in a while. We're talking Uh-oh. about Jaws on Thursday. Uh-oh. Because, <laughs> to to quote Sean, Holy you have shit. a movie podcast and you've never seen Jaws. This is stupid. Wait, what? <laughs> well, he's seen it now, but... I've seen it now. I just watched it for the first time over the well, weekend. Well, Chris is also not a horror person, <laughs> so... Fuck? It's not a horror movie. It's a classic. Oh, I guess it was. Also, wasn't. I'm not a horror movie, horror movie person, and I've seen it. <laughs> yeah. There is... The like, little Kidner there, boy there spilt the, out all over the duck. The the litany of movies that elicit that reaction that uh, on my very podcast is is insane. He was too busy playing video games his whole life, and he missed a lot of movies. You See, guys. But, but this I is, and I've just, seen a lot of movies. I but guess, I missed, yeah, but, but you realize, like, I grew up, I lived under a rock. Like, I was that kid no. that was like, like so, like I was basically a redneck. Hold okay, on. I'm about to and defend. I've still Chris seen here. Jaws, so I have to defend Chris. Maybe true do you chris has not seen <laughs> jaws but that man and i have had lengthy conversations about movies in lieu, like in the vein of like manos the hands of fate like Indeed. those really bad movies that nobody sees yeah so how did but that chris, end up on the list but fucking jaws didn't because because um, it, it, Mr. it was when our family got a vcr that's when that that that's when that the difference was there like by the time we had a VCR, I wasn't personally all that interested in seeing Jaws. I thought it looked scary. I don't like sc- I didn't like scary movies when I was a kid, and I, didn't, I I it just never interested me enough to say like you know what I really need to see this movie. Like I just do because the idea when we got a VH a VCR back when we were kids of like no this is a cultural phenomenon. I need to have my fingers on the pulse and see this this cultural touchstone right here. You know, I never caught it on TV, and I never rented it because there was always stuff I wanted to see more. So <laughs> I never saw Jaws. I've never seen any of the Rocky movies either. I'm they just never surprised interested you me didn't... enough to say like, "No, I need to go see this Rocky movie." Just like I never saw Pocahontas. You know, I watched. I rented The Little Mermaid. I rented The Lion King. I rented Aladdin. Pocahontas came. I was like, "Nah, I'm good." You know. <laughs> I'm I think it's just that, like, that, like my exposure to a lot of these things was also through friends. So I guess it's just surprising. Like for me, like Monty Python, like that's something I experienced because of friends. Uh, most of the horror movies I saw when I was younger were because of friends. Like, so I guess a lot of my pop culture experiences, especially even through video games, it all happened because of somebody that I knew. And I think I'm just so used to that being a powerful influence for me that like when somebody's like, oh yeah, I've never seen this just because I wasn't that into it. I'm like, nobody gave a shit what I was into. I had to watch that stuff. Like, you know yeah, None of my I'm friends just... were into Jaws enough to say, no, nah, let's watch Jaws. It yeah. never came up yeah. <laughs> and I never sought it out because I wasn't all that interested. That's fair. Turns out it's a great fucking movie. Yeah. <laughs> I, well, I, I rather enjoyed it. I'm glad I've seen it now. I mean, shit, I didn't see Back to the Future until I was in college. And like, it just didn't come up when I was younger. And my experience of Back to the Future before seeing the movie was the fucking video game for NES, which is terrible. (laughs) My friend and I rented, he's like, I have never seen the movie. He's like, nah, trust me, this is going to be awesome because the movie is great. I was like, well, I haven't seen the movie yet. I was like, well, we'll we'll play the game. And if you like the game, you'll go see the movie. 
We hated the game. We walked it right back to the rental store and said, no, no. <laughs> and then the I never watched guy. Back to the Future because like, why am I going to watch that? Oh, it's a shame. Because yeah. the NES I, did you dirty. The NES did me dirty. Thank you, LJN. But I did eventually see all three Back to the Future movies and they were great. But there's, you know, there's lots of stuff on my backlog that's like, all right, we got to hit that one. Sean's particularly upset that I've never seen Big Trouble in Old China. And like I'm just I'm just as equally upset with Sean because that's his favorite movie and he never made me watch it. Yeah, see, he's a bad friend. <laughs> <laughs> and like we already went past the letter B, and he was like, "Well, if I had known you hadn't seen that, that would have been my suggestion." <laughs> you fucked up, Sean. Just Doyle. assume he's seen nothing, okay? <laughs> yeah, just assume I haven't. It's like we used to we used to watch that movie all the time. It's like. Never when I was around. How come I wasn't invited? I've watched other movies with your house. I've never seen Plan 9 from Outer Space. You guys used to watch that shit every week, but never when I was around. So, so Jay, so what you technically can do, you can title it Kurt Russell in Big Trouble in Little China and do it next month. <laughs> and do it for K? Yeah. Now I'm going to wait. I'm going to make him wait for B. I don't know what I'm going to pick for K. I really have absolutely no idea. I got to figure it out by Thursday. Ooh. Okay. You got any excited. good K movie picks? Let me Kill know. Kill Bill. That's Sorry. It. Yeah. Yeah, I like Kill Bill. I like that one a lot. I mean, you'd have to watch both of them. I didn't have that ready and loaded. Wow, that really came out so fast. I couldn't even tell you another one. Kentucky Fried Movie. It's a classic. Oh, I have, that's one that I, I... Have I seen that one? I can't remember. It's a there did come sketch. a point where I started renting a bunch of like just random movies uh, uh, when I was a, a teenager on VHS. But man, I, I don't I don't remember if I've seen the Contemporary movie. Good call. King of Kong. Oh, King of Kong. Kiss, kiss, bang, like bang. Knives Akimbo. Anyway, Knight's Tale. Different knives podcast. Out. Wait, pull no, it back it's in. Guns Akimbo. Just knives, look at the server, out. dude. There we go. Knives <laughs> out. Not Guns Akimbo. Not wow. I mixed up two movie titles. Ignore me. I should die. Okay. <laughs> Have you guys been watching any good television? Oh, that. Why would oh, we talk shit. about television? <laughs> Wrong podcast. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, we have. What did we watch? Wait, hold on. Let me go. Can we talk about DMZ? We can. We just watched that. It was, was really good. Yeah, we watched the first episode tonight because, you know, our girl Rosario Dawson. Mm-mm-mm, yum, yum, yum. So she was... Um, she is the star of this show and I just like she just captivates me truly I I really I just Dan I, and I started discussing this last night and <sighs> we didn't have any notion about this show other than the comic because it's based on a, a Vertigo property and we both went yeah but Rosario's in it and you know she makes really good choices yeah <laughs> so we were both in like yeah I, yeah, I, I'm in just because I'm so I just I love her like I love everything she does on screen. I kind of just I idolize her like her her energy on screen is so good that I kind of just want to be her in real life all the time. Whether she's Ahsoka Tano or this lady in DMZ <laughs> like yeah. Speaking of side <sighs> sidetracking now I, today I went into Hobby Lobby and I was walking from the back of the store to the front of the store very quickly and the path that I was heading down past, like, they have this section where it's all comic book related stuff, whether it be yeah. signs or whatnot. And in that yeah. comic book area, they have some Star Wars stuff. And they had a lenticular poster of Rosario 
as Ahsoka. Shut up. And I was so tempted to buy it because it was her in 3D. <laughs> <laughs> You yeah, could so, have her in your house. Yes. Right? I mean, listen, we already have Ryan Reynolds and Hugh Jackman, so Do we, we still might have as Hugh? Well. They, I thought you we got saved really Hugh. both standees uh, because you're a fucking monster. I am. They're in the closet. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, we've, we've watched the first episode of that, and like literally, I think five minutes in, I was like, uh, the trailer yeah. I was not sold on. And then we, we got about five minutes in and I was like, of course I'm going to want to watch this. And then I, at the end of the episode, was like, man, I wish we had time for one more because we literally watched it right before we started this. Well, um, we, we watched that because we tried to fill the time with Dickinson. Yeah. Because we're trying to catch up on that and season three? We're at, yeah, we're, we're about halfway through season three and I'm just not as into it it seems like once they got off of knowing what actually happened in emily dickinson's life they decided to kind of just go a little crazy yeah and the stuff they've made up is like okay so the biggest thing i have a problem with honestly and this has been the hardest turn off aside from shitty danny rand is (laughs) the the character growth I'm going to air quote that real hard and then throw some salt uh, for the character of Sue is bullshit. Uh, She went from being like a bestie to a person who started as a love interest. Yeah. But well, yes, but like, you know, she gets, I understand like her family, her family died. She has to, she has to go live elsewhere. She is, you know, sexually assaulted by the guy that she's working for. And, like not great things i understand that she has this trauma and this struggle and then she comes back and she's working through things emotionally but then all of a sudden in season three it's like or i guess like end of season two it's like i never stopped loving you emily and the only time i feel anything is when i'm with you even though i've been a total bitch to you for this entire season and i've only gotten worse and i've been incredibly shallow and i'm a miserable wench to my husband but i love you and emily who has been like struggling with this relationship the entire season and kind of over it is all of a sudden like oh okay let me spread them like what the fuck man and now everything is just oh but we love each other and like i just don't believe this character growth at all i think the entire thing was forced and i'm not on board with it and i don't feel like this character has actually grown and now anything they do since then where the character growth might feel a little bit genuine is undermined for me by that turn because it just didn't it was like a wrestling heel turn it didn't make sense at all well they did that with her and with austin austin heel turned real quick well austin's decline has been like very ongoing he went from depressed mildly depressed to raging alcoholic in one episode that's also well i think it was a season though i think it was it the might, end of the may season, have been a season the change. Of the yeah one. but the, the fact of the matter is that that happened and now apparently i don't know we've watched a, i think it started happening at the end of season two and we've watched a couple of episodes in season three every episode they they introduce a new asshole that i do not like like stop putting this person on screen why why like it's not necessary and it's it's like it, it's i don't want to say pain it's, it's a drudge to watch this show and that's not how it was in the beginning. Like for the first season and a half, even the first half of season two is like 
tolerable. Like it was good. Keep I going. Do st- I do still like certain things about it though. Like I like what they did with the no one story arc. I think the way they play off of death is fun. I think some of the comedic moments are really great. Um, it just feels like they kind of lost the, like, like they didn't really know what they were doing with the show anymore. Um, so yeah, so I've been a little bummed about that because I keep going back to it and being like, yeah, but like the show is really smart and it's witty and it's well written and I love like the modern incorporated with the old and you know there's things that they're doing like there's still aspects of the show that I like and I'm glad that it exists. I'm just not enjoying it as much as I used to. Maggie's my favorite. <laughs> Maggie yes. is awesome. I wish I had more to contribute to this, but it's been so long since I watched watched it and it's just kind of fallen out of my head. Okay. It does all sound very familiar. <laughs> Okay, yeah, I, but I don't the... remember being as mad at the show, and maybe I wasn't watching it as critically just because I'm so enamored with the like the lead. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, I like. I don't know. It. I guess it's one of those things where because I'm kind of selective about what I'm spending my time on. Like, I quit Walker. Couldn't keep hate watching it. Had to stop. Good and, for you. Right. Thank you. And now I'm like, okay, I'm watching this show, and I'm like but there could be something else I haven't seen or even something that I want to revisit that I know I'm going to enjoy more than this. So I'm just like so selective about it. And I think it makes me hypercritical sometimes because like there's another thing I've been watching and I want to let Evan talk about what he's been watching first, but I just want to tell you guys, I started watching killing Eve. Go ahead. Are you sure? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. How, How much have you guys watched of this show? We're caught up to a current. Oh, my God. Okay. So I am <laughs> in season two now. And holy fuck, that show hook, what line, and sinker. What season two? Sorry. But it's, it's been so long. Please refresh my memory. I have n- okay. no clue what, was so, se- what season two was even about. I'm so ready for this. Okay. Spoiler alert for anyone who hasn't watched this. But if you're as dumb as I have, I am and you have waited this long, then you fucking deserve spoilers. So here it goes. Episode three. They rope you in. They're like, all right, Eve, we want you to go and we want you to investigate the serial killer and take Bill. Bill's great. He's a 60 year old dad because that makes sense. And then he's like, let's just, you know, go on an adventure. And they're so cute and endearing. And I'm like, he's going to fucking die. He's going to die. There's no way that a character this lovable, who is this sweet and keeping the main character this grounded will survive. And by the end of the episode, he is fucking dead. And the way that they did it, I literally had to like stop watching and then like right in our discord server and just basically put like this show stresses me out and makes me so angry, but then (laughs) not talk about why other than the fact that like they did such a good job because the way that they did it is Eve gets separated from Bill and he's following the girl that they are tracking because the whole premise of this show for anyone who doesn't know, because I didn't, I just dove in is that the main character is Eve and she is hunting a serial killer. She has like this fascination, but she's not just a serial killer. She's an assassin for hire, but it seems as though she really enjoys her work. Hence the psychopathy and serial killer label that I'm applying here. And so Eve, it gets into this like special program with MI6 where she is tracking this person and like in episode three she gets sent on her first like away mission (laughs) Star Trek (laughs) but she um, in her research being separated from her her friend slash partner Bill uh, he, he sees the serial killer trying to track Eve because this person has become aware of Eve and distracts the serial killer and then goes to follow her 
And her, her name is Villanelle. I just want to call her Villanelle because it's so much easier than just being like zero. So she's fo- he's following Villanelle, and Villanelle leads Bill into this nightclub, and then there's this massive throng of bodies on the dance floor. I remember this. And he All follows right. this was heartbreaking. This was so and it it was so anxiety inducing, especially post pandemic, because I'm just looking at <laughs> yeah. this massive God, I pile of all about this character. Right? Like that's how far removed we are from where that was. Yeah. And I like forgot what, that's all the about thing. that guy. Yeah, that's like and, and that's like so I think for me the reason why he's sticking so strongly in my head is first of all, I'm like massively watch it like as much as I can binge this, I am binging binging it. And like so he's in this like mass of bodies and all of these people all around him and they've been pushing through the crowd and then all of a sudden Villanelle turns and locks eyes and she's like yeah that's right motherfucker I know you're following me and now I'm coming for you and he's like shit because I know that's what's happening so she went from like this cat and mouse game to being incredibly predatory and realizing like he's realizing now oh shit I was the mouse the whole time and she goes toward him but then Eve has been getting voicemail messages from him as he had been contacting her and giving her updates while he followed Villanelle and Eve is in the nightclub and just after Villanelle has caught up with Bill and pulled out this little fucking tiny punch knife and stabbed him, I don't know, like 50,000 times in the chest, he's collapsing to the floor and she, Eve, is reaching for him with all of this desperation, screaming, and this, these, she's this tiny fucking little Asian woman in these these bodies she cannot get through the crowd to him and she's just watching him die and it was like so i literally like even re re living this moment in my brain have horrible anxiety over this entire situation just her helplessness that massive pressing like again just building of pressure and that fear and that helplessness and then that giant pressure press of bodies surrounding you and literally just not like you cannot go anywhere like it's an all of it's a nightmare um and her her character since that moment i have just watched her going into season two like unraveling as a human being and i really think that he was a major part of what would have kept her grounded throughout all of this and so for the direction of the writing like what they did made sense but it's like so devastating because i think looking back like you can see that that would have been the presence he played for her and and it's just like what everything she's going through right now it's just crazy and it's it's this show's so fucking good it's so good it's so well written i love it i i just i can't get enough of it and villanelle is such an interesting character oh how (sighs) captivating is jodie comer oh my god She's amazing. She's amazing. I we wa- God, when was season two? We watched that years ago. Oh yeah, we're on season four, four now. Yeah, it's the and it's the... been a while. Yeah. Like, yeah, what's funny is is like on the, the, the Plex it shows me what we have recently played or recently played episodes. And it's funny because like today we watched DMZ uh, an episode of, or I clicked on an episode of Young Rock, Dickinson, and Hit Monkey. If I go back, I don't know, two days ago, it was a show that I watched one episode of one, two, three, four, five, six episodes of Killing Eve. Then I must have come <laughs> back into the living room because then we watched Resident <laughs> Alien again. <laughs> it was only, uh, uh, well, I just, I just closed the window. I think it was only like, only like three years ago. Probably, yeah, because we're feels, early in season got, four know, now. The you know, 
the apocalypse happens or everything yeah, feels time, so much time, longer. Time, yeah, it just nothing. seems like that was such a long time ago. Yeah, and and that's the thing. Like, it's all very fresh for me. And I was sick on Sunday, so I was able to just that's, sit and watch that episodes. That must have been Sunday then. Yeah. yeah. Um, but it's it's. I'm really enjoying the way that it's written. I am loving the fact that Sandra O oh is so interesting because there's a way that like she. I feel like she has this ability as an actress like she's the person who I think is like experiencing this entire like range of emotions and sometimes she shows it but for the most part she'll just present outwardly like she's kind of okay and sometimes I feel like she presents in a way that she appears like kind of level or flat but underneath the surface she's always really manic whereas like Villanelle is um, or Jodie Comer is like like playing all these really fun outrageous characters and roles and showing all of these like really fun wild expressions but she doesn't actually feel anything it's a sociopath it's like it's it's psychopathy she literally gets called a psychopath i had to look it up and it's basically like that limited feeling of emotions but she can still feel them Mm. um and it's just it's so (laughs) it's so fascinating the way that these characters like I just got to the point where she like she was in the hospital after Eve stabbed the shit out of her and like she's with this kid who got into a car accident and his parents died and his face had to be like basically reconstructed and she looks at it and she's like he's like tell me you know tell me how bad is it and she's like oh my god you're a monster like (laughs) straight up and he's like I knew it no one else would be honest with me blah 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 and then she's like he's like upset and she's like hugging him trying to like comfort him essentially and the only way she can and then she's like you're right you are a monster and your life would suck like this and then she fucking snaps his neck slowly which was which was creepy like i happen to be in the room at that point in time and she hugs him just a little too hard yeah um, and and it's just it's a like and I never, <laughs> Evan was there for my like play by play commentary was like oh he's gonna die she's <laughs> gonna kill him and then uh, like literally five seconds later oh he's dead and it was like this oh man I know this is coming and I really oh nope there it is okay moving oh, on oh it happened oh look yep. at that there okay. it is well that's that's the character I have known since the first moment that that character was on screen that first scene where she's in the ice cream place and she's like making faces with the girl and Mm. then like she gets up to leave and knocks the ice cream into the little girl's lap i'm like i'm gonna like this girl yeah like she's fun to watch it's my spirit animal right there but and it's so interesting right i don't know about that i'm not quite a psycho (laughs) no yeah no i wouldn't i wouldn't go that far um but i do i do find it like really interesting just how how dynamic like she is she's charismatic like you you like her and i feel like it's um it some of this reminds me a little bit too of like when we were watching uh orphan black because she can play so many roles and the way she can switch from accents and languages and um ridiculous yeah amazing i like i kind of want to see like Tatiana Maslany and Jodie Comer on a show together, but I think that would be too powerful for this universe. I think the universe would implode. Yeah. <laughs> I smell sitcom. There, there is no greater power than these incredible women. Um, that would be cool though if she got like a guest spot on She-Hulk. <sighs> I know. Oh. Yeah, yeah. Especially if she played like 
like two or three different characters the way that Tatiana Maslany who was playing characters on Orphan Black like as a nod to that I just think that'd be fucking hysterical um but yeah so that I just needed I needed to share I have been dying to talk about this with somebody else who's seen this show um because it was recommended to me by someone down here and then Evan was like oh yeah I think we watched an episode of that for the podcast and then I was like how have we not watched all of it um yeah I'm, I'm, yeah we've, we've definitely talked about this one a bunch yeah. Yeah. maybe before Evan's time I mean Angie's time though yeah I think you guys may have mentioned it once or twice when I first started recording but like I didn't get any of it you know I wasn't watching it I didn't I didn't understand like ever like just the little bits of humor that they have in the show and how they can drastically I mean in three episodes they made me like love a character that they murdered and I was like genuinely grieving for this loss so fuck you BBC you're so good oh, I love you're this so show good. So good. Okay, move on. Somebody else talk. <laughs> um, we also caught up on Resident Alien, which is still doing a fantastic job. Mm-hmm. Um, we're caught up on Young Rock, which I enjoy the hell out of that show because it's funny. And there's a lot of good wrestling nods to it. Um, problem with Jon Stewart is still fantastic like i i having john stewart on my television again is 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 cathartic for me yeah Uh, thank you for uh for for pointing me in that direction i've been have i've been watching a lot of that on uh on youtube not even really watching all that much just so much as listening but mm -hmm. i subscribe to their official youtube channel and i've been listening to everything they post and it is dude hasn't skipped a beat like Mm -hmm. he's very much still him. Yeah, and and it's and it's great. If anything, he's more him because of the platform that he's on now. He right. can yeah right. say things that he couldn't say on Comedy Central, <laughs> yeah, like news come. <laughs> yes, yes, exactly. Um, Do you guys watch uh, last week tonight? Uh, again, uh, I on the YouTube channel. I don't sit and watch the whole show. But yeah, I just this, I, same thing for me. Yeah. I just wondered. Yeah. Because, like, I after Quite Daily good. Show, I tried... Trevor Noah is cool, but he just didn't do what John Stewart did for me. Same, yeah, same. I tried sticking with him for a good long while, but just didn't have the same... Wasn't really, wasn't really hitting it for me. Yeah. John Oliver filled that void way better, I thought. Yeah. Same, same, same. Um, and I, I think that's it for catching up and whatnot, but I did... Oh, have we spoken about um, Our Flag Means Death yet? <laughs> We haven't. Kristen watched okay. it, but oh, I did. But I didn't watch the last two episodes yet. Okay, so we're only like, like two, two episodes, episodes in, ah! but <laughs> we are enjoying the hell out of that show, and it is so weird. And it's, it's like so it's weird. a great it's a great take on the stereotypical pirate story, if you will. Um, but it is a lot of fun. It it it. it I when I saw the cast and. I I knew it was going to be a hit, so I'm enjoying the hell out of that. Oh my god, it's so funny. <laughs> he, he he feels bad about killing a guy when everybody's like, "Well, you really didn't." Because he's sort of like he fell on his sword through his face. Um. Other than that, I started watching a show that I found. It's a like a, a docu series. It's called The Toy Store Near You. Um found it's like four seasons is maybe six episodes per season they're short um but what it is is 
this guy goes around the it's the country and he has he's pretty much the world um because he's hit a couple of foreign countries but mainly it's been in the united states and he visits toy store toy stores like retro or consignment stores or classic like he it's and it's just a deep dive into how these people do what they do and why they do it and it's really really interesting like this is my wheelhouse because i love this kind of stuff and every episode they do a top five favorite toys in the store and it's them talking to the the owners and the proprietors of the business and those people pick the top five toys and there's some fantastic stuff that these people show off um it is lower budget um it's not the highest like the intros uh, the guy who is producing it or i guess the creator um he does these weird intros for each of the episodes he's not on the rest of the episode at all um but they're like in his collection room and the sounds kind of wonky and but it shows that it is like a labor of love kind of thing like he did this because he wanted to not because someone told him to and it's it's really great there was actually one um farpoint farpoint toys and collectibles that's near us yeah yeah, which i i've been there and i'm like oh i know that place and they tell a backstory about that place where um everything all of these episodes well at least the first two seasons happened in the throes of covid so it's you know how the store came to be how they're dealing with that and if so well so far all of them have made it past that um but this that store in particular like there was this like really bad storm at their store and two transformers blew like just about simultaneously which sent this surge of power to their fuse box which fused a, like a, a, one of the f- panels together and just sent massive amounts of electricity into their building which sent every electrical outlet on fire <laughs> like god damn yeah, i like, heard about this so it, it's if you're at all interested in classic toys or you know the, the collector mentality it's really really worth a shot it's a toy store near you and i'm enjoying the hell out of that uh um, other than that i think that's I think that's about it oh outlander to, to, oh yeah. You, yeah. before you get to outlander um just to that point of like shows about people collecting things mm-hmm. there's a show that i think evan and chris would like it's a youtube show um it's called props to history it's this guy mike who um collects movie props and is really into like just historical like the preservation of them and you know what happened to like the t-rex from um jurassic park or you know the delorean or whatever um and i came across him on tiktok and he's really interesting and now he has a youtube series and i think anybody who's interested in movie props should check it out props to history on youtube cool I am, I will check I am that into out. that as well, so thank you. You're that welcome. sounds awesome, and that sound was not me. No, that was okay. me. I That's you know fine. I clicked so I can actually save it. And YouTube, when you click on a YouTube link, it instantaneously starts. Like when you yes. don't want it to, when you're waiting for it, it'll take like six or seven days. Like, <laughs> <laughs> so just wanted to make sure that I don't lose that information because that yes, that sounds definitely in my wheelhouse. Cool. Oh, yeah, that's it. That's, 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 it's been our two weeks. Yep. 
And all I was saying was that Outlander's back. I haven't. I I finished season five. Apparently, I missed one episode, and now season six is is here. So that'll be the next thing I watch when I'm not watching Killing Eve. Did you ever finish Discovery of Witches? Nope. Girl. (laughs) Because I only watch that show with my one friend, and my one friend, like, our schedules just have not meshed, because she's usually like, let's do something on a weeknight where we stream this and watch it together, and I'm like, or I could just go kill myself, because I don't want to go sit at my computer any more than I already do. (sighs) It's so frustrating. But I also want to watch the show with her, so... It looks like that's going to be the only option I have. Like, because most of my television is like, I watch it in the morning for like 10 minutes at a time or on a weekend when I'm sick. (laughs) For 14 hours at a time. (laughs) Um, Well, let me, let me go first because I don't have a lot. Um, So, Call the Midwife is back on its bullshit. <laughs> um the new episodes came came out on Sunday. Um Yeah. It's nineteen sixty seven now. Um time marches on, the babies are still coming. Um, you know, the show is it's it could go on forever just because it's so formulaic. Mm-hmm. But they are they continue to do things that like boggle my mind as to like like some of the things they do, they're like, we're gonna try and like relate to a major event in history that happened, like especially like medical things. Like right now, they're focusing on like getting people to quit smoking, and okay. um, before that, it was like you know discovering people who got radiation poisoning from like nuclear testing. Okay. Um, like it's all these like medical things. Mm-hmm. Um, but then other times they do stuff and I'm like, this is like purely for the drama and I get that it's like kind of a soap, but like, what are you doing? <laughs> so this, this premiere episode that they had, there's this like section of apartment buildings in the neighborhood or the area they work in who's, that's like getting knocked down because it's like condemned and poor condition or whatever. <laughs> so they're like working on this one building that's going to be knocked down and they find uh, skeletal remains of a child in the floorboards and there's this whole and like they do like a bunch of like investigating and find out that it's been there for like 30 years and does Lenny Briscoe show up? I know like <laughs> gong gong like the that only the only thing that it has to do with like call the midwife the premise is that the bodies were of children like they were babies <laughs> Call the midwife. Detective midwife. (laughs) (laughs) Like CSI Poplar. Um, (laughs) I don't know. It it turned out that it just so happened that the babies were born to this woman that they were like now treating as an older woman and like what are you doing? (laughs) Stop trying to fix the show. It doesn't need to be fixed. They're calling the midwife, okay? do flashy things on law and order and you're like no just be law and order i'm like just be called the midwife just people having babies that's all i need that's what i'm looking um, and for and the lives of the people who deliver the babies that's it um so yeah um call the midwife is it's still great it's just like what the hell 
<laughs> um, I was going to talk a whole bunch about um, Our Flag Means Death, but since you guys are behind me, I won't. I thought I had finished it because they're dropping two and three episodes at a time. And we got to the end of episode eight and it seemed like like a really big thing happened. And I was like, I guess that's the end of the season because they're when you when it's on there like it shows like the next couple of episodes and when they're going to drop but they're not dropped yet and there wasn't anything past and i was like i guess that's where they're ending the season that sucks i went through it really fast and then i just looked it up on imdb earlier and i was like oh there's two more episodes and i didn't watch them last night because actually because they don't come out until thursday that's why i didn't watch them last night (laughs) um (laughs) so that is the only uh, reason I am enjoying it as much as you guys are. It is, is very good, and I would recommend that uh, if Chris had any time, I would recommend it to him, too. I recommended it to my mother because it's just a weird enough, offbeat enough, like, faintly whiff of, like, Monty Python-esque-ness to it that I'm like, she might dig this. <laughs> she doesn't have HBO, so I don't know how she's going to watch it, but she might dig this. Um, and I, everything else that we have to talk about is, or that I have to talk about is stuff that we both watch, which is, but I'll leave most of that to Chris, but I want to talk about Mrs. Maisel. Because <laughs> we finished Mrs. Maisel. And you guys don't watch Mrs. Maisel, right? No. Okay. So that's fine. Yeah, um, if you're done with Killing Eve, jump on top of that one, because you're going to fall in love with uh, Midge Maisel. <laughs> okay. <sighs> There's two things I want to say about this. One is, because I forgot to mention it last last time when we talked about it, um, she's working in, like, a, basically a strip club. Except mm-hmm. it's the 60s, and so it's like... Like a burlesque club. It's more, yeah, it's what would be considered a burlesque club today, where there's, like, there's no frontal nudity, basically. They wear pasties and little thongs, and they take everything else off. But the performances are like, I mean, when it when she starts working there, it's like a shitty place. And then like through her influence, it becomes a much better place. And the performances like improve and develop like as inspired as if the performers are inspired by like how she good, how good she is at her craft. Mm-hmm. They're like, we want to be better, too. Um, and I just really admire the show for showing that kind of work and that kind of talent in like a positive light like there there's nothing i mean aside from the fact that the actual club itself is illegal like but within the within the circle of this place that they're at nobody is like looking down as on this as something to be ashamed of it's like kind of considered an art um and the what they 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 lend some screen time to actually showing the burlesque performances. Nice. And the the women, the performers, are all of all different body types. It's like it's it's a little amazing to me considering early in the show, um, when Midge is like a housewife, she is shown on screen like every day she takes measurements of her body to make sure she hasn't gained any weight in the last like day and like that's the the, and it's it's an extreme example but it's to show like the feminine beauty standard she's expected to live up to so now here we are four seasons in and she's like 
telling jokes on stage at a club where women of all different body types are performing on stage and like it's just considered an awesome thing and i really i really appreciated that that the show showed it like that cool Cool. true burlesque is like that so that's very cool yeah um yeah you should definitely jump on that after killing eve and after discovery of witches and after outlander um i'll just keep listing shows because whatever the other thing i have to say about it because chris knows like for a full day or two after it aired i couldn't stop thinking about it was this amazing final scene of the last episode um where she has been like trying to do things her way this whole season and putting all these like rules and limits on like what kind of gigs she'll do um, to try and like be self assertive. And she's friends with slash involved with Lenny Bruce. Mm -hmm. And so at this point in the show is when he has his, his performance at Carnegie hall Um, so she goes to see him and he's really successful and he, because of his recent success is able to try and help her get a gig that she decides to turn down because of her fucking principles or whatever. Um, here I am again with my, with my hit song alone with my principles. (laughs) There he goes again. (laughs) Off his next great hit alone with my principles. Um, but they... They have this, um, after his gig, they have this confrontation where he brings her onto the stage at Carnegie Hall and, like, talks about, like, how, like, he thinks she's, he's, he thinks she's screwing up her own career by, like, getting in her own way. The performance of this guy, Luke Kirby, he plays Lenny Bruce, he's, it was just I, like I couldn't speak. Yeah, we can tell. Karen is actually not able to articulate. Absolutely riveting. I couldn't. Um, there, I won't ruin it, but there's the final line of the scene. The way he delivers it, it just echoed in my ears for a straight day. And I rewatched the final scene. And I am not a like. I'll rewatch a whole, you know slew of episodes but i'm not like going out back to like let me just watch these three minutes because they made me happy i went back to this scene like several times because i just couldn't believe how good it was um cool i'm trying to look i look for the tweet that i what was the thing that like was it what he said or was it what he said combined with how he said it and it resonated or everything building up to it so like i'd Obviously, it didn't affect me quite as much as it affected her, but that's like saying that, you know, people liked Metroid Dread, you know, compared to me. Like, just because I damn near shit my pants when it was, you know, announced doesn't mean that other people didn't enjoy it, too. So I really enjoyed this scene, and it was really cathartic, too, because the whole time, I'm not going to say this is on the level of Dana's dating plan, but her, her plan for this season seemed like a decent idea at first. But throughout the entire season, her manager is is trying to do things for her. Like, look, I understand what you're trying to do, but you cannot change the game all at once. Like, there are things you have to do to get the notoriety to do what you want to do. 
and you need to climb the ladder. You have to continue to pay your dues. And Midge just wasn't hearing it. Like, no, this is my She's plan. She's like, I'm going to skip all that and just. No, I deserve the, the I deserve this and I'm going to do it. And uh, at first it seems like this big empowering thing, but as the, as the season goes along, it just keeps getting worse and worse. Like you are shooting yourself in the foot. And then Lenny Bruce at the end basically says exactly what you've been thinking the whole season, except articulated a jillion times better than you could ever think of it and delivered just pitch perfect. And the chemistry between the two like was palpable, like you could cut it with a knife. It was absolutely cap- captivating. Nice. This was, um, I mean, I was a big fan of Gilmore Girls when that was on. Um, and that's the only other show from... Have the Paladinos done something besides? They did Bunheads, but that was short-lived. Yeah, I never even, I never knew that one. But I was a big fan of Gilmore Girls when that show was on. It was was all about the writing. Like, it didn't necessarily take place on Earth. uh, (laughs) It did not. (laughs) Stars Hollow could not be real, but that was fine. It was, it was fun. And the, the, just the general nature of the show was elevated by the writing. It was fun to listen to these people talk. And this is that kind of writing put into kind of a much more realistic and I I hate to use the word gritty, but kind of is like a much more just, just tactile world. That's more complex with more, with, with with different kinds of issues in it. This show has just impressed the, the bejesus out of me since season one. And that every, it never it has taken a step back. It is absolutely wonderful, top to bottom. And this season was... I was so angry when I found out that was a season finale. Because <laughs> oh. I didn't think it was. They were, it, just, it went by so quick because yeah. they were doing two episodes a week instead of one. Because previously they had just you know done a season dump. And like, well, there it is. And now they went to kind of like, um, you know, not... Not the week by week as, uh, you know, full on, like, no, you only get one. They gave us two a week, which was great, but also, like, then it was still over so fast, and I wanted it to keep going. Um, but yeah, that, that scene in particular was, that really left me, uh, th- that, that left an impression. That was, that was a hell of a scene, and I hope, I hope folks are talking, if they, you know, if folks are tossing out awards, that dude deserves one. That was, that was something. The show's amazing. Um, the other thing that I really appreciate about the show is how all the other characters on the show have as like full lie. They're they're as fully developed as the main character because if it was just all about Midge and everybody else was like kind of just a quirky side character with no depth, I think I'd hate this show. Like <laughs> Midge is sometimes like just kind of unbearable. And that was that was what made me think of Gilmore Girls because mm-hmm. freaking Rory is the mm-hmm. freaking worst. Rory is the She's worst. Likable and- when you watch the show sometimes, but as soon as you step back and think about it, it's like this lady's the worst. <laughs> and and that is Midge too. Like between mm-hmm. her like entitlement with the whole shy Baldwin situation, and then this like friggin' ugh, the whole thing with Susie and screwing basically screwing over your own manager because of your principles like if they weren't friends this would not be a the the business relationship wouldn't have lasted right 
Um, so yeah, so like lots of other wonderful things happened in the season too. And, uh, shout out to, um, I can't remember her name. The woman who plays her mother in the last episode of the season, they go to a magic show and she gets picked from the audience to be, Oh my God, uh, that was go on stage. The characters playing other characters. Like <laughs> that was some like orphan black shit right there. Cause she's, she's being her character being the other character yeah and she gets she got hypnotized perfect. by the magician and then the magician was like do what your daughter does for a living and so her mother who's very conservative <laughs> and uptight it, it, under hypnosis like recreates this like very dirty comedy act that she <laughs> went and saw in secret behind midge's back and it blew my mind <laughs> And then, like, she wakes up from hypnosis and has no idea what she's done. <laughs> sounds uh, so. Yeah, sounds I can't great. say good enough good things about Mrs. Maisel, and people should watch it. And, honey, what else have we been watching? Well, um, what else have we been watching? Uh, we've been watching Law and Order, which has been Law and Order. Has it gotten as it should be? Yes, as it should be. It hasn't it hasn't hit me up with a. I haven't felt bad about any episodes finishing them going since that first one. I, the first one was rocky as heck, but every every episode since has just been Law and Order, and that's a good thing. Just, just yeah, just couldn't be happier. Great, blending right in with the older episodes. You know the uh, the the one that was just this last week was uh was super interesting because like. Lawyer guy is he's not growing on me to the effect of like, yeah, I really like this guy, but he's fine. I'm fine with lawyer guy. Lawyer girl's pretty decent too. But the the case was was interesting because it was like Yeah, she's right. I can't even remember exactly what it was about. They were they were doing the Britney Spears thing, but like in a very far removed way. And it was like the 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 ADA the girl ADA did something that was borderline illegal to get the right legal outcome. And like the guy ADA was like not having it. And it's like, man, this is tough because I can see where both of them are coming from. Like, yeah, no, she's doing what is morally right. But at the same time, that's not really their job. And like, she was this close to getting into some pretty serious legal trouble. <laughs> so I, it was, it was that, and that's the kind of shit I love seeing in law and order because it's, it, it's just, it's, it's fun. It's interesting. And uh, I'm very much enjoying it. Big, big thumbs up. And then like they show commercials for all the other law and order shows that are really, really dramatic and lore based. And I'm like, God, I'm that glad not I'm not watching order. any of this. <laughs> oh, I'm glad I'm not anywhere near it. And speaking of Law and Order, I've been doing a lot of that in the background during my lunch breaks, and and anytime I'm working where I don't have to worry too much about words, I have that on in the background. It's been a very very Law and Order mood. That's been fun. Cool. Um, that's nice to just have like a comfort show, isn't it? It is. It is indeed. Mm. Uh, Picard is still going really well. That's a that's fun. What are we three episodes in now? Uh, um, so. Sounds right. Yeah. So they, so they managed to travel back in time. They got like half a Borg queen uh, on their ship, the top half, so she can talk. Uh, 
yeah it's 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 been an experience man they're 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 like traveling all around something's wrong with q which i think is interesting like i thought the whole i thought it was just watching the trailers and even the first episode not they hinted at it in the first episode but like it's fair all right, well it's gonna be a, a season about q being a dick and just being q but like there's something wrong with him there's something like weirdly malicious about what he's doing and like picard even asked him like are you okay? Because <laughs> even this seems like a little out of place for him, you know, by his standards. So they haven't been diving too much into Picard's mommy issues, which has been fine. But, uh, you know, whatever. He's allowed to have mommy issues. He's like 150 years old. He can he can have some mommy issues to, to work through before he dies if he wants to. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, yeah, they they uh, they killed off one of the characters, which um, we're now all hoping that... Uh, by fixing the timeline will unkill him because like he's great and don't you kill Elnor. I like that guy. <laughs> he's a he's a, he's a nice murdery kid who's uh you know joined Starfleet and he's being a little less murdery now. But uh yeah, no, Picard's been a joy, uh, a, a quite a pleasure to watch. Allison Pill is is great on it. She just did this one bit where uh she let the Borg Queen like attempt to assimilate her in order to get information out of the Borg Queen. And what did she say? <laughs> she, she did some bit behind the Borg Queen's back that she didn't know about. So, like, the Borg Queen, when she gets detached from her or whatever, is like, ah, oh, I know all this. I know this information. I know you backwards and forwards. And then she starts coughing up all this other stuff. Borg Queen didn't know that she did. She's like, oh, yeah, I took, stuck it all in my file. It's called shit I stole from the Borg Queen. <laughs> <laughs> God, and that, that wasn't was me so paraphrasing. It was, it was, that like, was the line. I, that was the line. Shit I stole from the Borg Queen. That's awesome. <laughs> Absolutely great. Oh, this this show is uh, it's wonderful. Really fun to watch. And speaking of fun to watch, we continued around the world in 80 days. Because uh, the, um, what's it? Uh, yeah, All the new TV that we're watching isn't necessarily available earlier in the week. So right. we only watched the second episode. Uh, you know, we don't have a ton of time to watch stuff, but... Ooh, boy, that that train going over the bridge, huh? Yeah. That was tense. I have a particular fear of driving over bridges, and so I was not okay during that scene. <laughs> you Did have, we see that well, how much scene? more have you guys watched? We have that's we've only seen the first one. Oh, okay. So, yeah, it's a uh, it continues to be good. So good. We're good. We're definitely going to stick with that with the with the time that we got, but yeah, second episode was a uh, was really good. It was uh, it's very good. There's there's a, there's a train. It's got to get over a bridge. Bridge ain't looking too good, but uh, it's really intense. So uh, good on that show. Um, I'm glad you're enjoying it. Yeah, me too. Outside of that, um, I haven't watched any of this. Oh oh, uh, we're uh, almost to this end of season two in Avatar. They got up the back. Yay! Yay! I hated when he oh. was gone. It was so sad when he was gone, and this episode we watched tonight was had some of my favorite um, Mako moments in it, where he was uh, Uncle Iroh's just begging Zuko to stop being an idiot. Yep, and he's just oh, it's my destiny. He's like, dude, look at yourself. Look what you're doing. Look, at this. you're wearing a stupid mask. You're about to kidnap this bison and do what with it to do what with it you don't have a plan I, just, I love the way he delivers that whole scene and like we watched just the other night the the tales and bossing say episode which mm. had 
um, the first bits that weren't acted by Mako and they, God, they stick out like a sore thumb to me, but like, you know, that was the one that they dedicated to him. And, uh, it's just such a shame that, that, that he died when he did, uh, to not get to finish out that role. And obviously, you know, because it's a shame that the guy died, (laughs) obviously, but it was a shame that we didn't get more of him as Iroh because God, the, the voice actor that replaces him is a just just palest of pale imitations of him, uh, which bugs. Me, but really I, I appreciated show. his effort though because it didn't feel like it was. I mean, it it felt like they were still doing their best to try and honor the origin of that character. Like, yeah, they they were and they weren't because like it's some white dude, <laughs> like. And it's, it, it's, there's things like that that bug me in the voice acting choices in this show from time to time. Like, you know, right now we're in Bossing Say, and the leader of the Dai Li is Clancy Motherfucking Brown. That dude ain't Chinese. You can't pretend that he is. <laughs> Clancy Brown's voice coming out of that guy's mouth is like, I love Clancy Brown as a villain, but this, like, I know what this dude is, and like, you really couldn't have gotten an asian dude to play this role it's it's just like mark hamill as the fire lord like i will never speak ill of mark hamill but he's not the fire lord <laughs> why does iroh sound like an old japanese guy and the the fire lord his brother sounds like mark fucking hamill <laughs> it's a, it was a different eh, time it was a different time yeah it was it was a different time and the fact that they got you know, uh, Rufio and Mako to do the, the voices that they did. Like it was, it was more spot on than, than it was more spot on than not, but it, it, it sticks out a little bit more to me now. Um, but yeah, so Avatar is going great. Uh, as far as me, I haven't watched any of this show, but we've, I've, every time I turn on Netflix, there is a big stupid commercial for the show. Is it cake? <laughs> <laughs> it's a show about, cakes and you got to look at them and say is that what a cake or is that the real thing here's two bowling balls one of them's a cake Which and one? They cut, into, cut into the cake one is like oh that one was a cake i was wrong and that's the show and i don't, I don't know how to feel about this <laughs> but netflix really wants me to watch it so so I'm probably not it just, gonna. It just reminds me, this keeps coming up in my life, but it reminds me of this old Letterman thing that they used to do called Will It Float? <laughs> See, I keep thinking of Will It Blend. Right, which is where Will It Float, like that came from Will yeah. It Float. Like the Will It Float is the original bit where like they would do make a big production number out of Paul Schaefer playing the intro theme and then they'd bring out this big tank of water out on the stage and they'd have something and they'd be like, it's gonna float. I don't know. Let's see. Then they'd throw it in and see if it floated or not and that was it. That was was the the whole bit. They didn't take it any further than that because if you take it any further than that, it's not funny anymore. But but apparently, is it cake is the same thing except they made it a whole show. Well, maybe it's the uh, making of said cake, and you just don't see I the don't. end. Who knows? I think there's a. I think the making of the cake might be a part of the show, but it seems like the bulk of the show is look at two items. Is this a cake? I don't know. Yes, <laughs> it was wrong. The other one's a cake. Oh, foiled oh, again. <laughs> I don't know how I feel about this. And I still don't have another season of Firefly. <laughs> You can laugh at that, but do you know how often I have to hear him say that? <laughs> Probably there's a lot daily. of shitty television out there. 
<laughs> uh, and the other thing that I found this on, on YouTube, and I've been very much enjoying it. Enjoying it is a... Enjoying it is a strong <laughs> word. So, you know me, I'm a Dragon Ball whore. I have not watched all of Dragon Ball GT. Are you cheating Because Dragon on Star Ball Wars? GT is fucking terrible. It's a bad show. And it should feel bad for being the show that it is. <laughs> it does it does things. It goes places that, that, that shows shouldn't go. It was clearly made by some disturbed individuals. Like, I mean, just look up Dragon Ball GT deer scene. And that's a real thing that happened in a television show that aired. And you just gotta you just gotta think to yourself, why was this drawn? Who 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 did this? Why why did you do why did you think that this was a thing that needed to happen to like an underage girl in a TV show ever? What is Wait. wrong with you? Oh my what god. Exactly is wrong with you. Um so yeah, you guys can go ahead and Google that because that's all I want to talk about it. But so I found this guy, this 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 YouTube channel called Bink Bonk. <laughs> what? I'm sorry. Wait. <laughs> Hold on. It was not what he said. It was how he said it. Very much so. <laughs> Bing bonk. bonk. Okay. That's the name of the channel. And this entire channel is dedicated to I shortened Dragon Ball GT's 28th episode down to about a minute. He's done every episode of the entire series. And like, this isn't like Dragon Ball Z abridged where like they're revoicing everything and making it into a comedy. This guy just took every episode and edited every single one down to about a minute or less. <laughs> Sometimes a little bit more. Like I'm looking at one, it's a minute 40. There was another one that was like eight seconds. And the entire episode was Goku yelling and flying straight up into the air. Because that's the only thing of value that happened in the entire episode. Nice. So that's what he did. He took, he basically made it, made the Dragon Ball Z, Dragon Ball GT 60 second summary. Except nice. he literally edited the shows down. Um, and since I've never seen GT before all the way through, this is how I'm going to get through it. <laughs> and I've, I've made it past the, uh, uh, what do they call those guys? The, the Boom Para Para dancers? Sure. <laughs> yeah, this is, this, is a, this is a TV show. It has, has some really interesting ideas. But, boy, it is, it is mired under some... There's just some real thick, some real thick trash. I mean, there's there's a line where these guys are dancing and they say, we're going to lay this down real thick like cold milk. And you just want to, you just want to, you just want to scream. <laughs> they made it, they made a joke about it in, uh, in Dragon Ball Z abridged. Actually, there was a character that, that was cursed with the ability to see the future. And then he fast forwarded to seeing the bone para para dancers in dragon ball gt and like they said that line and i just thought it was some goofy shit that the the dragon ball z abridged people came up with which after that happened the character said i now embrace i i now open my arms to the sweet embrace of death and then he died uh and then i got to this then i watched this and no that that was a line that happened in in the show and i was sad but that's been fun. <laughs> that's been that's been a that's been a real cultural experience for me. A hoot. Would you really define that as fun? I'm not I'm not feeling the fun vibes just yet. Yeah, no, I don't think fun's the right word for it. Fun's fun. <laughs> okay, well. fun is harsh, but it is like it, this is as a Dragon Ball fan, I feel that it is my responsibility to have at least seen GT once 
but I, I just can't get through it. <laughs> I just can't get through entire episodes. Uh, so this is this is going to be how I do it, and I'm and I'm okay with that. I mean, as long as I'm you're okay. okay with it. As long as yeah. you're, you're you're putting forth the effort, which is admirable. I am, and it's not even technically canon anymore. So. <laughs> <laughs> basically because gt happened when uh the if if i'm remembering my history right i could be wrong my history but the way it was <laughs> the way it was explained to me is dragon ball z ended and akira toriyama was just like all right that's done and then the network was like no it's not and he was like okay but i'm done and they're like cool we own this name so dragon ball gt and they just came up with a bunch of shit and made a sequel series. People didn't really like it, so Dragon Ball kind of went away for a long time. <laughs> but then, you know, recently Tor- Toriyama was involved in Dragon Ball Super, and that basically uh, erases GT from existence, and I'm very happy about that. So, oh, okay. That, that makes more sense now. <laughs> yeah. Any hoosers? Well, we should take ourselves a break, because... Uh, we still got we still got some news to cover and it's getting late. So, we're going to do exactly that. We are going to do some commercials. We're going to come back. We're going to hit up the news. Uh you're listening to this week's episode from geekade.com. Stick around. And now, here's a quick look at some of the other original content available now from our partners and geekade.com. First up, there's nothing quite like the feeling of finding out something you had completed years ago wasn't actually complete in the first place. But for Chris, close enough is close enough, and at least he knows that what he has to track down now... Nope, I read that wrong. This is what happens. I enlarge type and I still can't read. But for Chris, close enough is close enough, and at least he knows what he has to track down now. In case you're wondering what I'm talking about, because I'm wondering, Chris recently got his Nintendo Power Collection out on shelves for easier access, and then decided to go ahead and make a video about the process. He also spent a bunch of time spotlighting how the magazine has evolved over the years from the Nintendo Fun Club newsletter all the way to the spiritual successor, Nintendo Force. Get a glimpse at a whole lot of old ass magazines in Stone Age Gaming complete air quote air quote. <laughs> there's a there's an air quote voice that exists now. Did you guys know that? What Chris was talking about, he keeps he kept saying, "I'm air quoting this complete." <laughs> <laughs> quote unquote complete Nintendo Power Collection available now on the Stone Age Gamer YouTube channel. Go watch it. All right, buckle up, folks. All right. I spent a long time writing this one. (laughs) All right, I can do this. All right. (laughs) Next. Father, like son, you're always number one. Best buddies, best pals. You always seem to work things out. You can't see the two of a kind. <laughs> so you wanted me to sing this Are you dancing right now? I am, I am jigging away Now give me a beat Now give me a beat Now give me a beat 
Not- yeah. There it is. Don't miss the SNES podcast episode 184, Goof Troop. <laughs> You're so proud of yourself right now. <laughs> I was I was really wondering how you'd handle it, because Dan did a nice dramatic reading of it, including yes. the Bob Bob Babaloo Bob Babaloo Bob. <laughs> Uh, good times. Well, how can one possibly follow that up except to say, finally, <laughs> the weekend rental crew takes on an impossible task. A choice that's so hard to make, no one in their right mind should be forced to make it. But these brave souls have dedicated their lives to making these tough choices. And they're passing the savings on to you. It's a buy, rent, burn on classic Mario games, and tears will be shed. Will the decision be too difficult for even them to stand? Will they just throw their hands up and burn them all? Three, there's three's only one way. <laughs> Typos are fun. There's only one way to find out. Plus, there's some turtles discussion, a visit to the mayor, and find out what all that means in Weekend Rental Episode 121. The gamers are in another castle. The amount of effort I put into these really exceeds the Mind amount of wobbling. It's staggering. Uh, for all this and more from us and our partners, be sure to keep your eyes on geekade.com. All right. Hi, everybody. We're back. It's time to go over some news stories. And, uh, you know, it's been a little while. There's been some developments. So let's uh, let's go ahead and see what's going on with this stuff. We've got our first news story is Disney Plus announces release date for Daredevil and more. On uh, the Netflix shows, they're coming. They're coming to Disney Plus, or they came to Disney Plus. They're here. They hilariously edited the uh, Netflix presents out of the uh, title sequence in Jessica Jones. Have you really? Seen that? I have not seen that. No, it's the only one that like it's just gone from the other ones. But the way it worked in Jessica Jones is like the text showed up, and then there was like some white scribbles behind it. And they erased the text, but they didn't erase the white scribbles. So like. <laughs> There's just this white scribble shows up on the screen for a minute, and then it goes away. What the hell was that? Okay. <laughs> so, job, yeah, they, these, uh, all the Netflix shows are officially on Disney Plus now. They did not file them in with MCU stuff. So I guess that's their way of saying that they aren't technically part of the MCU. But we still don't really have all the answers to that, seeing as... Uh, Mr. Murdoch and Mr. Kingpin showed up in MCU properties. So yes, they did. What's cool about this is that they added a um like a, a um, an age rating thing to enter into Disney Plus, and this had a couple of different fun implications. Like number one, it was just fun because there was a ton of pearl clutching going on. Like, <gasps> how dare you put this on your family friendly Disney Plus app? Did you see, though, the hilarious thing that they had to do? The, there was a cover image for Daredevil that um, had, like, Matt Murdock, like, bleeding from the head. <clears throat> was the image that showed up across the deck of slides at the top when it was like, here's all the new stuff. And there were complaints, obviously, because children go on there. <laughs> and so then they changed it to, like, an image of Daredevil with the helmet on. And it was like, no violence, but... <laughs> It's just there, like, yeah, maybe they shouldn't have gone with the bleeding head one. Good job, idiots. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm not saying censor the shows, but like maybe the thumbnails. You know, let's, let's not, <laughs> just think about the thumbnails. Just just think a little bit about that. Not every kid's going to always be using a kid's account. Just, just going to throw that out there. The but, children. Uh, 
I like it. I like that this stuff's on here. I like that they're doing the age the, the age gating that kind of opens up Disney Plus to be a, a more Moon Knight friendly channel kind of thing. <laughs> exactly. Because <laughs> I have been slightly concerned that we were going to get a really toned down Moon Knight. But now that these shows are on there, it's like, well, maybe Moon Knight's going to be pretty, pretty messed up. So we'll find out. Here's hoping. Think, yeah, I was going to say, do you think that was the intention all along? Maybe, maybe this was, maybe this was the grand plan. I would, I would not doubt it. Cool. These folks plan ahead all the time, except when making Star Wars sequels. What's that about? <laughs> oh, I it's love those movies. Attack. I love them to death, but there was no plan, and it did it showed. Uh, this is this is a fun story right here. Uh, oh yeah, so when this was posted, this God, this was back before this was even confirmed. And Karen posted this story, and it was just for Canada, so this hadn't been officially confirmed right. until right down here. There we go. Uh, so it did get confirmed. It was. It was Daredevil, Jessica Jones, Iron Fist, Luke Cage, Punisher, Defenders, and Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. All on Disney Plus now. Pretty rad. Yeah, cool. Cool, cool, cool. Ah, this next news story is baffling to me. Uh, IGN reports Anthony Mackie joins Twisted Metal series in the lead role coming to Peacock. (laughs) Yeah, what? All right, so Twisted Metal, for anyone who doesn't know, is a video game about cars trying to blow up other cars, starring a, a ice cream truck driven by a demon, demonic possessed clown. Um, yeah, yeah, Anthony Mackie. That screams Anthony Mackie. Not sure that this is a property that needs to be translated into a live action TV series. In fact, it's probably one of the last properties I would say. You know what needs to be a TV show is Twisted Metal. And you know where it needs to be? Frickin' Peacock. (laughs) (laughs) Apparently, Mackie's not playing Sweet Tooth. He's playing John Doe, which is, uh, I don't know. I'm sorry, the guy's name is Sweet Tooth? Yeah, Sweet Tooth is the name of the clown. The Uh, flaming clown. Yeah, he's he's got fire coming out of his head. It's It's stupid. (laughs) <laughs> but it's fine because the game's stupid, like in a great way. The original Twisted Metal is fun. It's just it's just cars trying to blow up other cars. Like here's an arena. You pick a random vehicle that can it's, shoot it's you know, demolition derby. Or rockets. It's demolition derby. It's just blowing each other up. How and are they turning this into a television show? Apparently derby. some of the later games really started adding some lore, which I don't know that was a great idea, but whatever. I'm <laughs> Everything about this is just confusing to me, and so I don't want to talk about it anymore. You know this is happening now, or theoretically happening. I'm out. I just got a picture in my mind of Anthony Mackie getting out of his car going, it's about family, and then (laughs) driving away. (laughs) Oh my god, yes, please. Drives away, and then the camera pans over to Vin Diesel crying a single tear. (laughs) A single man tear. Actually, the clown mask comes off, and it was Vin Diesel the whole time. It was Vin Diesel the whole time. Ah! (laughs) All right, comicbook.com. Oh, this is a bummer. Uh, Comicbook.com. Ralph Ahn, fan favorite actor on New Girl, dies at 95. He was the old old guy who was... uh, I was so sad. Yeah, yeah, that's a bummer. I mean, again, as sad as you can be for somebody dying at the the age of 95, right? 95, that's a a solid run. Mm Mm-hmm. Um... But yeah, dude had some credits, man. Yes, He's he did. Around. Yes, he the did. Guy's done a lot of stuff, and he was very. Uh, I like New Girl. Great show. What's New Girl? So, yeah, <laughs> sorry. It's I the sequel to... to Old Girl. <laughs> uh, what? 
Yeah, this is a, that, that was that was a bummer, and not the last uh, death we will be talking about on the show tonight. But we're just going to keep on keep, keep on, on trucking. The uh, Futurama Bender debacle, de, de Benderacle, the Bendergate, whatever <laughs> you want to call 2022. it. John DiMaggio is going to be Bender on Futurama. They reached a deal. Hallelujah! Holy shit! Where's the Tylenol? <laughs> Glad that's over. I'm probably not going to watch the new Futurama, but I don't know. I might take a swing on it. I, I, I think I'm going to check it out to see. It's like, you know, the, the car accident kind of thing. Like, I yeah, want to see you know, how... I didn't, I didn't care. I didn't really care when they brought it back the last time. So, but, you know, what the hey? I don't want to watch an episode. I feel like see it's important it like. to acknowledge our morbid curiosities, you know? Mm-hmm. Indeed. So that came to us from CBR.com. Thanks, CBR. You're the best. Um, Big fan. Let's see. Karen sends this one from Variety. Uh, Crunchyroll is adding all Funimation anime content. Sony starts to phase out the Funimation brand. So mm. Crunchyroll now has all the anime? Pretty I much. think they had... I think the what this is it. more... I think what this is about is that they're getting rid of the Funimation name. Like, Funimation's been around for ages, mm-hmm. and uh, now Crunchyroll owns that, and Sony owns Crunchyroll. Like, I don't know. Yeah, all uh, all anime's being owned by something, and then we're getting rid of a uh, we're getting rid of the Funimation name, uh, which is wow. fine. One point one seven five billion dollars. That's a hell a of a Crunchyroll anime. Thank you, Doctor Evil. There's a lot of anime. <laughs> So that's neat, I guess. And good for them. Mm-hmm. Um, there's another bummer, and this is a little bit more of a bummer. This is a uh, salute your shorts star. This is coming from People.com. Uh, salute your shorts star Kirk Bailey dead at 59. That's young. That was crazy um, too, because like you took me back to salute your shorts, and now I'm just like, how do I deal with this? Yeah, he was the one who played Ugg, mm-hmm. the 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 camp counselor guy. Mm-hmm. Um, boy, I used to watch the heck out of Salute Your Shorts, man. Yeah, really. I Loved actually that, that was show. one show that I did actually like and know of as a child. <laughs> Those live action Nickelodeon shows from that specific era, like that. Hey, dude. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. Those were my jam. <laughs> oh, I, I had hey, such a crush on the cute one from Hey, Dude. David was... Lasher. Yeah, that's who eventually him. showed up on uh, on Blossom. Yes. My sister also had a crush on him. Who didn't? Me. Me. I had a crush I had a crush on Melody Hansen. Of course you did. Yeah. Everyone liked the what's her name? Uh the Brad. I thought Melody was the cuter one. She wound up marrying Ben Stiller, I think. I could be wrong. Anyway. I think that show was uh, how I never mind. Anyway, go ahead. <laughs> Salute you. That that's that's a, a that's a big loss, Kirk Bailey, uh fifty nine. That's 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 too young. What did he say it was uh, some sort of cancer? Uh freaking uh, cancer. <clears throat> Social media. Yeah, lung cancer. Yeah. Awesome. Awesome, awesome, awesome. I mean, not really, but okay. Um, let's see what we've got here. Yeah. Whoa, 
Right, so did I you click on this link? And did you just click on that link too? Giant David <laughs> now David Tennant's looking at me like I owe him something. Like, <laughs> well, don't you? I mean, I guess I kind of do. Okay, uh, I get it. You use cookies. You can leave. Yes, leave the cookies on my computer, <laughs> David Tennant. DavidTennant.co.uk uh, says filming complete on Good Omens season two. Yay! Hey. Yep. So that's, when are we that's a it? big old David Tennant face. <laughs> Well, it is, to be fair, the source is davidtennant.co.uk. What else are they going to put up there? But that's like a whole... Like, Perhaps when you a click, slightly smaller... Yeah, David when Tennant you face. click on this link, anybody, be warned. Like, it is your whole screen, okay? It's and a whole he is ass... peering into your soul. Yeah, he is eye-fucking you just a little. It's the slightly raised left brow. Like, mm-hmm. he, like you do owe him something. That's the part that makes you quiver. <laughs> And you just look at that face and think, Scrooge McDuck? (laughs) (laughs) That's the part that makes you quiver. No, really, it's making me uncomfortable. I have to close the window. Okay. So we still don't know when it's coming, though, right? We we have not. Yep. It hasn't been announced. We know that it is, and that's all that really matters. That's true. All right. Nerdist.com reports the Disney Plus to launch ad-supported tier in U.S. in 2022. That's neat. Only be what? It's going to make a less expensive version that uh, will have ads in it. Well, isn't Disney Plus uh, uh, like the cheapest running service yet? Yeah, like, yeah. Like eight bucks. We were actually. Well, we were. What did we hear? I don't think there's an actual news story about it. But isn't Netflix jacking up their prices to like twenty bucks a month? Yeah. Shut the. And f- I'm starting to think like, yeah, I think it might be time to shut the door on Netflix. Like, I love Netflix, but I mean. I, I did. I did. I shut the door on Netflix. And ever since I shut the door, they've been knocking saying, hey, take me back for the first month. We'll make it cheaper. Oh, no. thanks. Yeah, Just a month. month. No, <laughs> don't don't bend over backwards there, friends. The fact of the um, matter is, is I've, you know, nefarious means I've been paying for Netflix to support them. Like I, I don't watch Netflix. I still watch Netflix, though. And yeah. I paid so that they could still make great content. And last year it went from like 11 to 15 and now they're, yeah, now they're jacking it up to 20 and it's like they canceled just about everything I like. (laughs) They they cancel everything like fast. Yeah. Yeah. It used to be. Bastards aren't giving me another season of glow. Every time something like this happens, this meme resurfaces where it's Homer, like, backing into the hedge and this one he had like all the streaming service names attached or logos attached to him and then he when he came back out of the hedge he just had like a pirate hat on and it said pirate ship on it like, yeah on yep. shirt. lots of uh like, time to dust off the old pirate hat i mean like, they they pushing us into a corner here yeah like you, you know you don't have the marvel stuff anymore and that's fine you can make new original content it's just like well a lot of the new stuff. They're not making enough new stuff that makes me say, you know, like Disney Plus, you've got stuff that I want to watch. And my kids use it for the movies all the time. So sure, you can stick around. Amazon, we also get the shipping. So that Amazon's sticking around. Mm-hmm. But And Netflix, we're sticking with for a long time. But 20 bucks a month, you've you've crossed the threshold there, folks. I just don't think that's going to work. Well, and, but and Disney he- Plus is out here offering a cheaper version with ads and like, hmm. Exactly. Like that's that was that's what that was going to be my point. Like, 
other services are adding cheaper with ads and Netflix is has had things removed from it and then charging more. Yeah. That math don't track. Like you don't have no, any of really the, the MCU anymore. Like you're not paying for that. Like you're not making no. anything of the quality. Like granted, I think was that Ryan Reynolds movie that just came out? Uh, uh, Free Guy. Yes. Free Guy was a Netflix. Was it? But now it's on Disney. Oh, I thought I think, you meant right? the Adam Project. The Adam Project, oh, which Adam I Project, watched and I enjoyed the hell out of it. But that's not twenty dollars a month. Good. <laughs> yeah. Sorry. Anywho. I don't know. Was it a, a bunch of people were trying to convince me that I need to get YouTube premium? No, <laughs> I hate. Was it YouTube? YouTube ads and they, like they just they ram those ads down your throat constantly. And then I like, I was like, all right, how much is it? If it's like five bucks a month, I would consider it for the amount of YouTube that I use for work on a daily basis that I need to find clips for things and I have to sit through ads. I could save a decent chunk of time and then have to sit through all these ads. It's like, ah, it's 12 bucks a month. It seems like a lot for something that used to be free. Who the fuck are you kidding, YouTube? <laughs> Although it's still to me not as offensive. The most offensive um, subscription service to me is Spotify Premium. Where if you listen on Spotify free, they run ads for it and they're like, I hate commercials. You know, if you had Spotify premium, you wouldn't have these commercials that we're making you listen to right now. Like, <laughs> fuck that you guys. You're the ones making right me there. listen to the commercials. You dick. Okay, for the record, as a and person who still has Spotify, Spotify premium, premium because I teach and I need to have music available in my classroom, there are still ads like if you do, what? if you listen to podcasts on Spotify, because just in case anyone doesn't know this and you listen to our podcasts on Spotify, thank you, because that's nice. We appreciate your support. And, you know, we post all over the place that so we're trying to get found. But anyone who doesn't know this, if you get big enough, when you're on Spotify, you're still going to have ads as part of running your podcast so most podcasts even if you're paying for spotify premium will still have some sort of commercial whether it's already in their recording kind of like how we're doing commercials only it's like mm -hmm. big name sponsors and it's like in the entire recording of the podcast or they will have it programmed so that you get two 30 second ads that automatically populate during your listening even if you're paying for spotify premium yeah, which so, is butts. It's because yeah. it does specify ad free music listening. Right. And that's the problem is that Spotify is trying to corner the market on being a podcast network. And so they're trying to, or I guess uh, not network, uh, podcast resource. I don't know what the platform. Platform. Thank you. That's the word. Um, like they're really trying to become a leader among all of the options for people to listen. And in in that regard like that should be something that's included in the cost of this service because this is a fucking expensive service to listen to music 10 bucks a month mm -hmm. the right. fastest way to get Ed fans Ray. is to fuck them over with commercials good <laughs> thank job you Spotify. Right, right yeah seriously thank you for fucking nothing also thank you for the soapbox you're welcome <laughs> i'm getting off now all right let's <laughs> see tour.com uh, oh boy, new Quantum Leap pilot has cast Raymond Lee in lead role. Yeah, <laughs> I love the excitement. <laughs> He's... Uh, 
why do I know this guy? He was on a thing that I watched, and it was good. It was the 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 Kevin, he, he he was on Kevin, Kevin could fuck himself. Kevin <sighs> could fuck himself show. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, and there he was good. Yeah, he was good. So I'm glad he's doing something else. And I thought some of you people cared about Quantum Leap. I don't particularly, but I thought you guys did. I need yeah, Scott Bakula to be a part it. of it, though. Like he needs to be. I can't guy. imagine he won't show up at least once. I hope so. I I I never got into Quantum Leap. Um, just just kind of went right by me. Same. Uh, I'm sure it's great, and it's you know, great. it is. It's a, it's a fun premise, so sure, let's do it. Pile that on. Mm-hmm. Uh, this I don't, this isn't really news. This is just fun. Uh, CBR.com. Nine things you didn't know about the Peacemaker intro. <laughs> what are they? Uh, <laughs> Gun's intention was to banish the skip intro button. Success. Success. Wait. <laughs> yep. uh, it foreshadows the season's plot. Okay. Uh, Which I'm written... gonna say after after this, I still didn't feel that I that I I didn't it didn't no it just didn't do that for me. Yeah, I didn't follow. I'm I'm looking at like the last shot where he's holding the the little tiny dude on his shoulder and yeah I don't know. It's written into the script as the greatest opening credit scene of all time. Yeah, okay. uh, it was filmed in a high school auditorium. <laughs> That's cool. <laughs> the set design went through several changes. Okay, is that really a is that really a fun piece of trivia? Number four uh, is my favorite. This is my favorite. Yeah, yeah. Alan Tudyk subbed in for John Cena during some rehearsals. That's fantastic because his wife is the choreographer of the sequence. So there's a photo. I've I've seen it. There's a photo out there somewhere of him in that position. That the John Cena. You know, monkey arm <laughs> position. It's out there somewhere. Uh, it was filmed in the middle of the season. The title's typography font went through many revisions. Like, really, that's your number two? Mm. Is that they changed the font? Yay. Uh, <laughs> it's going to be even crazier in season two. That's delightful. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think the headline here is they're going to do a new one for season two, which is exciting. Yeah, I mean, they kind of have to. They have these to. people are dead. <laughs> they set a precedence. <laughs> Uh, it's and th- that's gonna be hard to follow up. It's because that reminds me, and this is a weird parallel, but that reminds me of Still Alive at the end of Portal. Oh, God, like, yes. You just want to talk about one of those musical things that happens in a piece of entertainment medium, and you're just, it, media, and you're just like, that's perfect. That is a hundred percent perfection. How do you follow that? And then they did. They followed it up with the uh, Want You Gone. Which isn't quite as good as Still Alive, but is nothing, still nothing short of an absolute goddamn masterpiece. So I'm, <laughs> I'm curious if, a, I mean, Want You Gone is like, goddamn, like Jonathan Colton, you you did it, you did it again. Yeah. But you'll never capture, you'll never capture that magic in a bottle again. But you came as close as a human possibly could. So I'm curious what they're gonna do for for the se- second season of this. I'm I'm stoked. What a fun TV thing to be looking forward to. Uh, Hollywood Reporter sends us to Pitch Perfect. Sarah Hyland, Jamila Jamila Jamil join Peacock Comedy. This seems a little bit more Peacock than the freaking live action Twisted Metal show. (laughs) But uh, yeah, this is this is neat. Adam Devine, Divine, Devin, Divine. Yeah, Adam Devine led spinoff from the movies is staging Modern Family and the Good Place reunions. Um, yeah, that's kind of a 
misleading, but <laughs> well, it's characters or actors, actors or actresses from those shows. But these actors were in things, and they're going to be in the same place. It's a reunion. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> But I am interested to, like, see this. I mean, I'm obviously a huge fan of the first movie and less so the sequels, but I'll check this this show out. Yeah, I didn't love the second one. I don't think I saw the third one. Second, third one's, one's, great. second one's trash. Third one's okay. <laughs> I'm going to completely... I, what, I'm I, just going to stay quiet so I don't rage. Thank you. Why? Do you, not, do you like them all, honey? Yes. Yeah, I love them. Very much. I love them very much. We are. We did are. nothing for me. Was, I remember watching it and was like, "This is, yeah, hmm. I don't know." But uh, I, yeah, I, mean, I the only <laughs> thing that this show can do is you know like ruin it, and because they took the asshole character of that movie series and apparently is is now leading the show. I, that I will doesn't... say what's disappointing is that, like, this is coming off the heels of Zoe getting canceled. Like, what is Skylar Aston doing? Give him a fucking show. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, I don't want to be the person who says that. So thank you for being the person who says that, because I also agree. <laughs> <laughs> like, I obviously, Anna Kendrick isn't going to come and do a Peacock show. But like, but why? She I don't know. Lo- maybe she will. Didn't she do the? The Cinderella or something for NBC Live. I feel like Hannah Kendrick will just do whatever the fuck she wants. She just wants like, to do things. Yeah. I, yeah. Did she not make a show about a blow-up doll? Like that's true. I mean, she did. Like I'm pretty oh, sure yeah, she she's down to clown. <laughs> <laughs> but Adam Devine. Ugh, I don't like that guy at all. I know. Like. All right. Well, let's move on to things we do like. Yes. Tour.com. Uh, Russian Dolls second season promises another existential mystery. I forgot this show was getting a second season, and I'm very interested. What's what's? Uh, it turned out the the according to this article, the show was always meant to be three seasons. I yeah. was surprised is by that. Too. Fascinating, yeah, yeah, fascinating. We couldn't figure out when we saw the end of season one how they were going to do a season two. And yeah, it hear- seemed like like I thought that wrapped up pretty good, but apparently there was a they parade and everything. Trilogy, it was very nice. So, yeah, I guess we'll see on April twentieth. Yes, we will. If we don't cancel our Netflix before that. Oh, stop! Well, <laughs> well, stop it! <laughs> Yar. Uh, I gotta add this to my list of upcoming shows. This isn't on my list. Uh, Russian doll, and that is four twenty. <laughs> I wonder if that's intentional. I would. I would be genuinely shocked. If Oh, look, we have something in April now. This has been like the hole in the, the, the release schedule. Like, Yeah, but it's April February. 20th, right? That's late Yeah, it's April. April 20th. Yeah, but you know, Moon Knight doesn't start until the 30th. So <laughs> we're going to be watching Moon Knight all of I wonder, did, they, of did, did we have a, a, a story stating how they were going to release it? How they Moon were going to release Netflix? Or um, how they were going to release Moon Knight? I mean, Disney Plus does everything week by week. They don't do so, full season drops. Apparently, they did uh, screeners, and they sent out screeners for review, and it hit, they sent out the most episodes for Moon Knight out of any show that they've ever sent out. 
So that to me is great because like they want to show out what they did, but at the same, seems like they have a lot of confidence in it because they're pushing the heck out of it. My fear is I like, I am genuinely worried. Like I don't, you know how I feel about spoilers. I don't want any spoilers for this show. Like I'm actively trying to avoid it. And if they're sending out four episodes to, you know, as screeners, we'll see. Well, it's a lot of potential spoilers. Yes, indeed you do. (laughs) Well, Russian doll is coming back. I'm in. I really liked that first season. It was weird as hell, but great show. All right. Screencrush.com tells us that new Muppets mayhem show is coming to Disney plus. I think, and it's focusing on the band. Yeah, this is a neat idea. Uh, Muppets Now didn't really stick with me. And I love me some Muppets. Um, but I feel like, you know, I've say, I say this every time, I just don't think Disney know what's to do with, knows what to do with them. But then that Halloween one we watched last year was pretty okay. So maybe they're, maybe they're starting to get, get a handle on this brand. And uh, I think making a show about the Electric Mayhem band could be pretty fun. So... <laughs> Yeah, I mean that it's it has it has a lot of potential for music crossovers and like they they have to go back to that that recipe that that the like Muppets more of a did. variety series. Yeah, what it needs to be. Uh, let's <laughs> see, uh, comicbook.com DC Comics DMZ trailer released by HBO Max. Oh, well, we've watched the first episode. And, yeah, uh, <laughs> it was say. great. You uh, know what? I would suggest watching the show. And just forget about the trailer. Yeah, it's worth it. We we I, like I said earlier, uh, if you missed it because I couldn't shut up and you know give people time to process um, the the trailer didn't do much to sell the show for me, but mm. you know I gave it a chance anyway because it's our girl. So, well, I mean, I remember people liking this comic back when uh, mm-hmm. you know, back in the old comic so, book like, days. I mean, so, do you know what the the, the theory of the show is? I don't know anything about it. So not Manhattan like not a ding dang thing is a, demil- a, demil- a demilitarized zone because there's the, the United States has split into multiple countries. So Rosario Dawson plays a woman who was a medic or a doctor of some sort who was removed from Manhattan in the, like, at the very beginning. And she got separated from her child and he is theoretically still on the Island of Manhattan. So she has to go back into the DMZ to find her kid. And mayhem ensues. Neat. But not electric mayhem. No, that's Oogie a different that. show. Oogie woogie well, woogie. that we know of. <laughs> Maybe there could be a crossover. Who else? You could be oh, hanging man. out with Dr. T. Well, you never know. <laughs> that would be awesome. All right. Uh, we're getting back to a Quantum Leap. Deadline is telling us that Ernie Hudson has joined the NBC reboot. Wait. <laughs> Does it say what he's playing? Uh, I would think he's going to be the, like... The Sam? Sam? Yeah. No? Wait, Sam was his name. Hudson portrays Herbert Magic Williams, a Vietnam vet and the head of the time travel project at Quantum Leap. Okay. Using a bit of politicking and his military know-how to keep the Pentagon at bay, Magic buys the team some time to rescue Ben, but expects answers once he's back. Mm-hmm. Neat. I remember the computer being Ziggy. I can't remember the guy's name who was using Ziggy. 
Well, while you contemplate that, I'm going to talk about the fact that Variety.com tells us that never have I ever renewed for a fourth and final season at Netflix. Yay. <laughs> Yay for more of the show. Um, boo for Netflix canceling shit. Boo for all the ads that are covering up the story so I can't actually look at it. Um, it's a high school show. And those shouldn't last more than four seasons. So yeah. this is right. Yeah, that's cool. <laughs> I've never seen it, so I have never you ever never seen have it. you ever seen that show. <laughs> 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 yeah, me neither. But you said it was a high school show. I'm like, all right, then four seasons. Cool. Yeah, do it. That's exactly right. I like it when shows end. Makes me happy. <laughs> all right, here we go. Wow. Uh, this has been circling around a lot. I was just listening to something from Nerdist on this uh, just just before we started recording. Um, Daredevil Season 4, rumored to start filming later this year. Uh, Screen Rant is, is, is where this specific headline is coming from. There seems to be something cooking with Daredevil. Disney knows that they've got a hit on their hands, that people will watch some Daredevil. Mm -hmm. The question is, what exactly is it going to be? Mm. I mean, obviously, we could all be wrong, and there could not really be a Daredevil in the works, but there was some sort of, like, um, big listing of, like, here's a bunch of stuff that's in production, and Daredevil was listed on that. So, obviously, the, 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 big, the big rumor right now is, oh, someone says Daredevil is happening? Well, I guess Daredevil is happening. Uh... But is it going to be a, a reboot? Are they going to pick up where the old series left off? Is it going to be... Because like, the way they're doing multiverse stuff right now, anything could really happen. But I don't know. Um, the According to this, the source or part of the source of the rumor is that uh, Disney opened a new production LLC called Blind Faith Productions. <laughs> Which is, you know, it's not fucking Matt Murdock. What the fuck is it? <laughs> yeah. I don't get it. I'm sorry, I'm just kidding. So here's what I'm hoping they do Marvel Knights. Yeah, it seems to be kicking in that direction. Moon Knight, Daredevil, Punisher. Like, just just do it. It's the dark side of the things. The dark side of Disney. I would like very much for them to to continue these stories. Like Daredevil was the one that got theoretically wrapped up the best, mm -hmm. but even still, like I would really like to see these these wrap up in some way that uh just, that just kind of finalizes where Shadowland. they fit, whatnot. Yes, there's so many good comic book runs that can just be taken now that disney has all of it just make them happen those bastards made me care enough about that iron fist show to one another season and i will never forgive them for making me care and then canceling it dummy how dare you make that show good and then i still don't believe you <laughs> That's How not dare true. you. It's not that we don't believe. It's just that I don't care enough to try. Yeah. I, ju I just, I don't. Mm. I don't, and I won't. Can't make you know what? Me. Here's what you do. Here's what I'm going to say to do instead. Just watch the last episode. 
That's all you need to do. Just watch the last episode and see how they end that shit. And tell me you wouldn't watch more of that. Okay. All right. All right. Well, that'll be our homework Challenge for next week. Challenge accepted. <laughs> yeah. Those bastards. Anyways, Nerdist.com. The Boys Season 3 teaser comes with glowing eyes and so much blood. <sighs> Thank you. Oh, who, who wants to? Go, go ahead. The three of you Supernatural fans, dive in. Have some fun. I mean, I'll be in my bunk. Yeah. Like yeah. That. <laughs> just made a whole lot of yep 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 i um um i mean you can kind of like the shots that you can see of jensen like mostly it's like him in shadow but all like scraggly and scruffy like he looked during the during the pandemic and his quarantine right before shooting this um and then pleasantly at least for me He's all cleaned up when he gets to be in his superhero outfit. Um, Billy Butcher's getting superpowers. Apparently. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Wait, was there... I, that's the question I had, though. Was there anything in the last season that implied that was going to happen? No, I don't think so. But I okay. do feel like I remember someone telling me that that is a thing that happens in the comics. Okay. I mean, all he has to do is is take the drug... I mean, yeah. At one point in time, he was using a baby as a as a laser gun, wasn't he? Like that was the laser eyes. <laughs> I, remember yeah, that. I remember that. So, uh, yeah. Speaking <laughs> of things that happen in the comics that are apparently not happening in the show, there's a pretty uh, pretty disturbing thing that happens with Homelander and uh, and uh, Soldier Boy that isn't going to happen in the show. Mm-mm. Wait. So why? Wait. Do I want to know? I probably don't want to know. I do want to really want to speak on it because I'm not a like expert on the comics. I just read an article, but that's fine. That's I just wanted to mention that it seemed like there are more dance numbers or musical numbers in this season, uh, including you saw the part where Jensen had a microphone, right? I did. Okay, I just want to point that out. Not upset about it. For anyone who doesn't know, he does have a lovely singing voice. Oh yeah, it's yeah. his own band, in fact. Yes, yes. So, <sighs> well, let's see. We got a couple of uh, deaths to report on here. We've got Emilio <laughs> Delgado from Sesame Street. Sorry, um, going from glowing sorry eyes to and yank blood. you out of your uh, your Jensen ankles, uh, Jen, uh, whatever his name is. Uh, you can Jensen my ankles. <laughs> Heyo, <laughs> I'm right here. I can hear you. <laughs> we lost Emilio Delgado, uh, Sesame Street's beloved Luis Luis Rodriguez, dead at 81, and William Hurt died at 71. That's boo. That's yeah. too much. Two giant bummers. Yeah. For like entirely different reasons. Yeah. Um, I didn't. I I know I knew William Hurt from other things besides Marvel, but it's like. He was, he was Ross. Yeah, he was. For this generation, he was Ross. Yeah. So yeah, mm. that's that's a bummer. Um, let's let's flip things around to uh, film.com. The Umbrella Academy season three teaser: The Sparrows Are Coming. Yeah. I'm gonna want to watch some sort of major recap on uh, the first 
couple of seasons of. I'm Umbrella okay Academy. if you just want to rewatch the first couple of seasons. <laughs> hey, if we've if we've got that kind of time, it I doesn't mind come out till your birthday. Yeah, it comes out on my birthday, June twenty second. So that is a gift. Hooray! More Umbrella Academy. <laughs> Love that show. Uh, yeah, the teaser doesn't really show too much, but I don't care. I'm just so excited. I love this show so much. And the wait between season one and season two was so long that I'm like so grateful that this one has not been as long. Mm-hmm. But I know you guys probably want to get to the next trailer because it's like way more of a big deal. I mean, I don't know if it's way more of a big deal. The Umbrella Academy is freaking awesome. Yeah, I was going to a... say, I wouldn't, I would not, I don't want to discount. I don't want yeah, to minimize that one. Yeah. Yeah, no, it's... I've, I've top tier TV right there. That's that 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 is awesome, awesome stuff. I will gladly watch that again if we in fact have the time to do that. Um, this next one though is also really interesting. Um, the the trailer for Miss Marvel came mm-hmm. out. Ooh, uh, I forgot we had a conversation about this in this chat. <laughs> we did indeed. This is a this is super interesting. I've been very curious what this show is going to look like. Um, because I am not a fan of stretchy characters mm-hmm. in live action. Mm-hmm. Looks great in comics, totally works in comics and in animation. But man, when you make stretchy people in, li- in live action, it always looks goofy. Um, I've never seen it not. And somebody told me to look at a character in Doom Patrol. So I watched a video of that character in Doom Patrol, and like when her face is melting, all right, I guess it's kind of face melty but then she stretched her arm to hold somebody against the wall I was like not nope, looks goofy as shit <laughs> <laughs> they, they I, will, I will say they're doing they're they're incorporating like you had said in in discord like her powers look interesting they incorporated some of the stretchiness because they did the thing where like she like punched i'm, I'm playing it again it looks like she punched somebody they made the her wall green lantern but it's similar to that but what i'm what i'm most curious about is did they make it so her power is based on a bracelet? Yes. yes. From what we could see in the trailer, yes. And that's why, that was my point, is that um, from what we're seeing in the trailer, her powers are an, from an external source, and my understanding of her as a character, they are her. Like, her powers come from inside, and it's something that she's had to deal with. Now she's putting on a bracelet, and, ha- and it like, when I say like it's green lantern-esque powers like green lantern thought of something and it showed up usually a giant gun or a fist or something like that and that's what they have been showing it's just purple and sparkly not green um i don't i understand your your worry about the stretchiness aspect of it that yes at, at times it does look really weird but the fact of the matter is is this character that they're showing on screen is not Ms. Marvel. It's a different character. I, that's. I, I, well, I, I'm not sure I'm willing to go that far quite yet because we don't know what exactly that bracelet does. We don't right. know exactly what that bracelet is. Is that bracelet handling some sort of power within her uh, that she that the bracelet allows her to control? Mm-hmm. Um, it's definitely tying her powers a little bit more into Captain Marvel because they look more cosmic. Mm-hmm. Um, they do seem to kind of serve a similar purpose to the stretchy powers, but again, I understand why they want to avoid Terrigen mists and all that stuff. I get why they want to separate themselves from inhumans. They 
they burned that bridge. Mm. <laughs> they, they burned that bridge hard mm-hmm. uh, between the worst seasons of uh, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. and a really shitty TV show. Like, they burned that bridge bad. So I'm very glad that what they've done with, with this character is to make her powers more visually appealing. But until we actually see the implementation of it in the show, it's difficult to tell what exactly they're doing with it. All we're seeing is her personality being something that is uh, seems to be in line with her comic book adaptation, yes. which is a very important part of it. Same with her family and all that stuff. Like Her personality seems to be spot on. If they can still... If they can still take the essence of what her powers are and how she reacts to having powers and all that, the responsibility of having the powers, if they can connect that, then we're good. Because, like, then it doesn't really matter what specifically the powers are. Like, if she can create a giant hand or just make her hand big, goopy, and giant, well, at the end of the day, what difference does that really make if the essence of the storytelling is still there? And nothing that the MCU has done so far has made me think that what they're going to do with this character is going to be such a huge betrayal of what made the character what they are um, that it's going to turn out to be ultimately terrible. So so one, I, yeah, one situation or one conversation that I had seen online um, talking about this and, you know, superheroes, they're the super part of that character being presented differently does that make it a different character so like it would be theoretically doing a superman show where they get clark kent 100 percent right but they don't make superman superman is that the same character is that okay like that and that's and that's that's the conversation like that's really iffy to do with the, the the comic book culture that exists I understand and I agree that Kamala seems to be done correctly. Like I, they they look like they're doing a really good job with that and I'm okay. Like that looks great. I just, as a, when I I, like be brave and try to do stretchy, try to stick to the character to see what it is or see if you can do it differently or see if you can do it better. Don't reinvent this wheel kind of thing. how do you know that they didn't i mean everything that they showed you know in the that trailer they didn't no how do you know that they didn't try and then say this doesn't work we have to do something else okay i don't know that well, actually <laughs> i don't know thing. that because they didn't show it to me and in essence like they're it's showing me something that possible that when they started developing this show they're like all right how do we do this and then they couldn't come up with a way to do it and instead of following through with something that didn't work that didn't translate from the page to the screen, and they came up with a different direction. I mean, look at Thor. Movie Thor, pretty different from comic book Thor. Still Thor, but it's it's movie Thor. It is this interpretation of the character. The MCU has not been 100% comic accurate in a lot of ways since day one. Tony Stark wasn't raging alcoholic in the movies, but they they took the essence of what that was and folded it into this medium of storytelling correct but iron man still had his iron man suit thor still had mjolnir and came from 
So you're saying it's okay for their he, for their core personality to not be the same, but their power set has to I mean, for like, the character but, to be relevant. I, I'm not saying. I mean, I don't understand which, which version of Thor are you talking about? Because like the Donald Blake Thor, like he was a dude that picked up Thor's hammer and got the power of Thor. So that's well, not how it went in the movies. <laughs> well, before the movie came out, that stopped. Like this is going down a comic. What difference? What difference does that make? It's still a. It, it, so so you're saying that comic Thor wasn't actually Thor? Like the, the when they reinvented Thor in the comics, that's fine. But if they reinvent Thor for the movies, that's but not. They, but they didn't reinvent Thor. Thor was the son of Odin, control Lord of Thunder, wielded a hammer. That's what he did in all of the movies. Uh-huh. And in the original comic book interpretation, it was a dude named Donald Blake who picked up a hammer and got the power of Thor. Okay. That's not the same thing. That's not the dude who grew up in Asgard. <laughs> that's that's a different guy. Okay. But when we're talking about Thor, this is this is going too far. Because it's already fucking 10 I'm, after I'm just 11. saying, I, I understand what you're saying. I'm saying I don't understand that you're... I don't understand that your point that, that they changed her powers... We don't know exactly the the length of what the power the how their powers are connected, but the fact that she isn't stretchy doesn't change what her character is. Okay, that's that's yeah. that's the part that I'm disagreeing with is is until you, uh, we see the show and they say like, okay, it's just something that she can take on and off and she chooses to have powers. Like uh, until we see exactly how that works, there's no reason to assume that they're going to intrinsically change something about this character. But okay, so I'm what I'm saying is I'm not assuming they showed me something that shows me that they're not doing that. <laughs> okay, I, I'm still going to watch it. They, I'm going to give it the benefit they of the doubt. They showed her putting a bracelet on. You don't know what that means. They showed her cosmically getting her costume on. They showed her cosmically using powers that were not her body. Like they showed that stuff. But yeah, they've showed her. They they showed her with a somewhat different power set that effectively does the same thing. She's doing what the stretchy body does, except instead of it being stretchy body, it's some sort of cosmic thing that's doing it. Okay. I I you and I have a difference of opinion on this. It is fine. <laughs> I think if you didn't have such a disdain for stretchy body in live action. This would be a different conversation. I don't have a, a, a stretchy body problem. I didn't mind. I don't have I, a stretchy I didn't, body I didn't, problem. I didn't mind him sticking <laughs> hands underneath doorways to to wiggle the the lock when a door was closed. Like that doesn't bother me. I it I just like seeing the the character from the comic, especially when it comes to power sets. Like the Moon Knight that I'm being shown is not the comic book Moon Knight visually. I'm okay with that. The character is still the same. The power set is still the same. He's still wearing white. Maybe it's slightly different. That's fine. What if the power set ends up being? You know what? I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna. Uh, I, yeah, Andrew, everything just that I've been no. shown so far. Get out of the way. Everything that I've been shown so far is leading me down the path that it's. They're trying to stay comic accurate. That's what I'm being shown. Okay. That's not the case okay. for for this, and it's it's just. A, different way to go that's fine we shall wait and we shall see yes we shall wait and we <laughs> shall see because as we also know if there's something that marvel's good at it's being extraordinarily misleading with their trailers mm. that's also true 
deceitful motherfuckers. How very daring. It's not actually a Ms. Marvel show that's coming out. It's a completely different character. <laughs> I'm I, I I personally think that this is this is a smart direction to go. Um, I, I like the stylization I, of the, if they stick the show like the way the 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 I don't know the comic booky look of the the word bubbles and all of that stuff that they were doing in this trailer. Like I'm mm-hmm. down with that. That looks great. It's very it's a big difference than everything else we've seen from the Marvel television universe, and mm-hmm. that looks great. I think they're nailing her. Kamala character. I think they're they're doing it. I'm just worried on the other side. That's it. I, I I understand being worried on the other side. I what I took issue with is saying that's not Miss Marvel. Because we don't know. And I think that they've earned enough goodwill as far as the translations of these things to say that they're gonna they're going to attempt to get the essence of this character correct. And if they get the core of the character correct, both the superhero and the secret identity, then that's what's truly important, whether or not she closes a door by shooting a hand across the room or by stretching her arm across the room. And, that, and I think that the MCU has kind of earned you know, us, us to trust them on that they're going to do what works best for this particular thing that they're, that they're going to do to try to tie it into the other characters and into the way the universe works. And to make things make sense from a story perspective and to stay the fuck away from Terrigen Mist. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. All right. Tor.com. The time traveler's wife would very much like to yank your heartstrings. I had no idea they were doing this. Who the fuck was in charge of telling me and screwed up? (laughs) I was confused, too, because this is already a movie. So, like. Yes. um, I don't know. But now this is a series. Yeah. Um, and it's got Rose Leslie, which is awesome. And that it's, was. And it's got Stephen Moffat, which, I mean, if Moffat is going to Moffat all over something, it's got to have time travel. <laughs> I forgot about that phrase. <laughs> uh, so I am, I am excited. And this is coming in May. So put this on the list, please. Actually, you don't have to put it Do on the list. Do you actually have a physical not, list? Because I heard Chris it, stop and write. Do you guys like literally have a list? I do. I have a. Okay. I, I mean, old, I have a list. We don't remember things. Oh no, yeah, we would I be much better of... off with a list. We just randomly fall on things. Oh look, that came out, and we're, we have no way to prepare. It's true. Yeah, currently I am like for this year, I am tracking games and TV shows that I am paying attention to and what their release dates are and have them on like a checklist. Gotcha. And I can tell you that I have a list in my head, but it's a terrible way of keeping a list because I know there are three shows that are dropping between like two days ago and the end of this month that I am myself personally excited about. And I can't remember what the other two are. (laughs) One's called the midwife. And I know that one's because it's already out, but I don't Mm -hmm. know what the other two are and fuck. Bridgerton. Bridgerton is one of them. And I don't know what the other one is. Oh well. Fuck. It'll come. Looking pretty solid all the way through uh all the way through June, so oh right. I gotta write down the June twenty second uh Umbrella Academy. Yeah you do. DMY six twenty two. There we go. So boy, June's rough. Crikey. What do you mean rough? 
I just we got <laughs> how dare they release this boys much good on TV. the third Miss Marvel on the eighth and then uh, Umbrella Academy on the twenty second. That's sounds that's, like a good fucking time that's a, to me. That's a beefy month. Boys is weekly. Disney Ms. did Marvel's going to be weekly too. I'm sure they probably did the, their... the the couple of the first couple of episode dump like they they did that before. You know, you get like the first two, yeah, was and it, then they yeah, I think Hawkeye had two or something. Yeah, uh, yeah, that's probably how that's going to rock. And like before that, like, right? We're waiting on Moon Knight is the thirtieth, and I got Russian Doll on four twenty. I'm interested in this new Star Trek show, Strange New Worlds, on May 5th. May 25th is Obi-Wan. May 27th is Stranger Things. Uh, Boys is June 3rd. Miss Marvel's June 8th. Umbrella Academy, June 22nd. And then the next thing after that I have is Lord of the Rings on September 2nd. But You should, you we, should write that on like one of the, the, the Google document things. Because I think <laughs> I'm interested in all of those shows that you mentioned, except for the Star Trek one. <laughs> And then, like, we don't have dates for stuff that's theoretically this year, Andor, House of the Dragon, um, maybe Dragon Prince, Secret Invasion, She-Hulk, and uh, uh, I put Star Trek Discovery on there. It's just, like, something that I'd like to maybe watch someday, but probably I would will. really just like to watch the Stacey Abrams episode. Do you know about this? Mm -mm. No. Okay, so, do you, you know who Stacey Abrams is? Top of my head, I'm going to go with no. She's, uh politician in georgia oh right the one who's president of earth right yes she's also a huge star trek fan so star trek people wrote her into that episode and fucking ted cruz had a shit fit about it on twitter and i love it yeah anything that pisses off ted ted cruz is good by me i would really like to get that guy on a catapult and launch him into the sun but just a, sorry just the science behind like that catapult it. is not there yet it doesn't reach the sun but we're we're painstakingly working on it I really I'm willing to, to try movie. with Ted Cruz as many times as it takes. <laughs> the problem is you got to go get him every time you miss the, the sun. <laughs> that you know what fuck is that cake? I want a new Netflix reality show. Is will this launch Ted Cruz into the sun? And I just want different different catapults plopping Ted Cruz against his will uh, on onto the uh, catapult and launching him and see where he lands. There's lots of flailing then, you know, involved. Lots Please of flailing. Thank you. Uh, no mattresses. Then like the you know, following hospitalizations and we get to see how like I mean, how, it's he's, a waste. how he's doing. It's a waste of mattresses. You don't know where he's going to fall. To So just... It's, yeah, but, the I idea mean, is the sun. So. Yeah. <laughs> he's not going to need a mattress there. No, exactly. And you know... Like uh, the dude from a Rocky movie I've never seen said, if he dies, he dies. <laughs> People.com announces that Maury is ending after 31 years on TV. We'll air original episodes on. through September. I didn't know he was still alive. Oh, I knew he was alive. I didn't know he was still I didn't know. the. Is it the Maury? Is the Maury Povich show still? Yeah. Okay. Maury began no, in 1991 as the Maury Povet Show before its title was shortened in 1998 to just Maury. Series deals with an array of hot button topics and social issues centered on Povich's guests as well as the in studio audience. I have not seen a daytime TV talk show in so very long, but man, I remember being staying home sick from school and watching like the Maury Show. The Maury Show and Ricky Lake and. <laughs> Of course, the price is right, but uh, <laughs> Jerry Springer, yeah, good times. Oh, classic, yeah, classic so television. I think it's safe to say our children will not understand references to Maury Povich, and that is 
perfectly that's a, fine with that's me. That's okay. Yeah. Yeah. I'm good with that. And then we've got a, a duo of stories here. Uh, Metro.co.uk reports that Hugh Grant is in talks to be the new Doctor Who in Marvel-style makeover, which then was uh, rebuked <laughs> <EW>. by EW.com. <laughs> Hugh Grant has no idea what Doctor Who... EW.com reports Hugh Grant said, what? what? Jesus what? Christ. <laughs> you know how fast that would happen, too, right, Doctor Hugh? Yeah. Ugh. I I got no problem with Hugh Grant, but nah. No <laughs> thanks. Nah. Um stop trying to fix Doctor Who. Let Doctor Who be Doctor Who. God damn it. I don't know what you're talking about. I Karen. feel like this was like someone at a website is like they were making a bet with the, each other. Like, hey, who can we pick to possibly get people to believe it's gonna be the next doctor? And Well, that's how this I came mean, about. The speculation is is people? high right now because nobody knows, and mm-hmm. we're going to be between doctors here soon. Um, and I will, you know, always in this period of time, hop up on my soapbox and say, "Richard Iwate." <laughs> um, but this, the original rumor came from the Daily Mirror, which we don't live in England, so maybe people don't know this is basically a tabloid and I don't know why anyone pays any attention to it. (laughs) Um, But occasionally they publish something that is about something people care about. And then everybody goes, Oh my God, could this possibly be true? No, it can't be true. It's the fucking mirror. Um, (laughs) So yeah. I remember the last time before Jodie Whittaker, it was, uh, what's the, was the front runner was Rupert Grant for a while. I think so. yeah. Yeah. That panned out. <laughs> well, uh, you know, there's always possibilities. How long? I, like, I'm looking at a, an article. I don't even know where it's space.com. I'm kind of curious as to how long ago. It says that this was posted about 11 hours ago. And it's a list of who should be the next doctor. And there's, um, hold on, scroll, 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 uh, seven listing. And one of them is. Uh, the actor who has passed that played Black Panther. So he, Chadwick Boseman. Yeah. Why would you put Chadwick Boseman on your list, guys? You, you can't. You, like can't. He's, can't. He, he's he, he's. I don't dead. think he's available. I'm very confused by that <laughs> choice. Yeah. So I'm just gonna. Close I mean, he's that. great. Yeah. No. I mean, if if anyone could pull it off, it could be him. Sure. Let me go but get my resurrection spells. That's not. <laughs> Space.com I mean, I just wish lost, we could have him back. <laughs> lost all credibility right there. Oh, is that it? We're done? Oh, yeah, we did it. We done did it. I did the bang thing. I'm tired. My eyes are going to fall out of my head. Yeah, that's 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 two nights in a row of podcasting. That's <laughs> This is fun. I love doing this shit, but boy, I don't love doing it in the morning. <laughs> that's I, what she said. <laughs> Yes. Boom. Love it. Ah, Well, we did it. We made it. And that is our show. This week's episode is not filmed before a live studio audience, but it is fueled by feedback from listeners like you. I don't know. My dog is a live studio audience. (laughs) She's She's real lively. Studio audience. (laughs) Our our audience, ladies and gentlemen. Anyway, uh, we have an official Geekade Discord where there's an entire this week's episode channel dedicated to all things TV talk. We're on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, through the official Geekade channels or the more specific webcast accounts. And of course, the four of us can be found in various ways. 
I'm available on Twitter at GeekAidChris, that's GeekAidKRIS, and you can read my work at StoneAgeGamer.com and in the pages of Nintendo Force Magazine. Karen, where can people find you? They can find me at STM Stitches on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, TikTok, and Etsy. Angie, where can people find you? Check out I'm gonna I'm gonna plug something new. Check ooh, out ooh. talesofcapefear.com. Really, honey? I have nothing and you took that from me. Okay, <laughs> wait, let's go back in time. I'm gonna plug something personal that I don't usually plug. Check out my website. <laughs> It's AngelaFernot.com. Definitely has nothing to do with pirates. And Evan, where can people find you? Uh, Angela and I have been working on a thing. Please head over to TalesOfCapeFear.com to see what that's all about. Oh, I'm so glad you mentioned that. I know. I thought about it. I hope it's about marshmallows. It is. Yay. Pirate marshmallows. There needs to be more pirate marshmallows in the world. Anyway, if you need to know more about the shows we discussed tonight or what we'll be watching in the future, have a look at our show notes. If you have any other questions at all, we can always be reached at mail at dk.com. Just include the words this week's episode in the subject line so we know who you're trying to reach. This show is available anywhere fine podcasts are sold, including Apple Podcasts, Spotify, probably loaded with commercials, Stitcher, (laughs) YouTube, and more. And wherever you decide to listen, please like, comment, subscribe share leave reviews because any and all feedback is welcome and appreciated again as always keep your eyes on geekade.com for more fresh original content evan nope you yeah no no <laughs> you you're gonna tell the people what my homework was it star trek is lower decks star trek lower decks season one episode one <laughs> i just wanted to say your name i like oh, appreciate that <laughs> say my name girls girls you're both pretty damn right we are yeah we are uh, <laughs> All right, you guys ready for this? Uh, I don't know. Oh, shit. Okay. All right, Karen, you go first this time. It's happening. Let's do All this. right. I That's just... it, everybody. I'm Chris. I'm, I'm Evan. Karen. <laughs> you said me go first. God damn it. I really could not resist that. I apologize. I Chris, take it one so more time. Much. I'm sorry. No, I refuse to participate. Good I'm night. Dan Ryan. Good night. <laughs> And this concludes our broadcast day.